0: Hey, I'm Jeff Reed. I'm Craig Killian. And this is the From First to Last podcast. I'm
1: stoned again.
0: Welcome to the From First to Last podcast. It's a podcast where my friend Craig and I, we get together each week and we work our way through a director's theatrical filmography from the first film all the way to the last. And this season, Craig, we are looking at Sam Raimi. Sam
1: Raimi! We are
0: four films in Wacky as of today. Ball, man. Actually, is this fourth film or fifth film? What <laughs> I Four films. I can't count. Cool. Four Everything's films. a blur right now to me. <laughs> 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 what is going on, Greg? What's
1: the matter? Should I be concerned for you? Last week, my tooth broke. My wisdom tooth broke. Yeah. And I got it taken out. Oh, dear. And then I was suffering from a thing called dry socket, which sounds. Right, weird and very unsexy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Keep talking dirty to me, went, Craig. Yeah, just, yeah, dry socket, and so I had to go back, and that means like I have um, a nerve and some shit just like just dangling out. Ugh. Yeah, because it's meant to be a blood clot that builds up in the socket. Yeah, but there was no blood clot, so it's a dry, dry socket. Does the nerve shrivel? No, it's just, it's it's bare, it's It's a little bit bare, and so they had to go put some clove ointment and crap in it, and then I've got gauze in my mouth, and I've got a lot, a lot of lovely panadine and ibuprofen, (laughs) and so, yeah, this is where I am right now. It sounds like something out of a Sam Raimi movie. It is suffering. I'm seeing Sam's I'm seeing Sam's story so much better now. <laughs> I'm seeing I'm seeing it all. Perhaps fucking, you're watching this out of the crime wave right now. Don't <laughs> 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 Oh, whoa. Oh yeah, Sorry. man, seriously, yeah. It's 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 wacky. It's wacky. Oh wow. So if I just yeah, if you just hear me snoring it's because I just Took a whole heap drifted off, drifted yeah. off. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, how's how have you found the the season so far, Craig? Four films in now. Um, it's sort of, I guess, from experience. Yeah, <laughs> let's be honest. We're halfway through our last season's filmography. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I've, I think just from experience now, this is our third season. I would say that this is about the point. In a season where we're starting to discover who a director really is. Like, yeah. you know, we've sort of got to that point where you go, Oh wow, they've got this skill or that skill. Bit bit lacking in this area. We hope that develops more. Yeah. So how how have you found it?
1: I found this so far very oddball. Just oddball, man.
0: It's intriguing, Just isn't it?
1: Weird. Um Exciting, scary. It's easy it is. I've just seen. I'm seeing him form his personality. Yeah. Um. And I just, it's. I'm just spun out to see what the rest is. It's because I don't remember it being as weird and oddball. I I
0: felt exactly the same. And we'll get into our films soon. But like four films in, I was not prepared for the um, the wackiness that was going to come in. Same. And the fact that we're, like, if we look back at his second film, Crime Wave. Yep. Do we have to? And But I I really think it's going to be a reference point.
1: Oh, it's going to be a title. Totally-
0: throughout the season, because I think that's, like, his extreme end of the scale. Yeah. And I feel like we're starting to get, now, I've not seen next week's film, which is Army of Darkness. Yeah. Before, but I feel like. Each week we're watching him sort of mellow out more and finding it's almost like if I think of this on a scale to get to Spider Man <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's gone super extreme and now we're just pairing back and pairing back and pairing back. There's still these moments of wackiness that you're just like,
1: what the I know exactly. It's so funny, and it's um from the watching the start of this. Yeah. There are parts of Spider-Man 3 that just makes total sense. To me. You <laughs> know what I, I mean? Myself you just thinking go, oh, the exact same oh, thing. Shit, that makes a lot of sense. It's just like he just like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to give you a crime wave version of Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's <is> so true, <laughs> it's, isn't and it? Coming into Army of Darkness and everything like that, I'm just, I'm excited to see like this whole um, version through because I know the gift isn't um, from memory. All of these from memory once again. Yeah. The Gift, I don't remember it being oddball. No. Um, I don't remember, remember, for the love of the game, being oddball. No. Um, so, yeah. It's, but I, there's probably going to be oddball stuff in it, uh, man. It's really... Because I don't remember Dark Man being that oddball. I,
0: honestly, I couldn't remember, like, if I just go, we'll get into it more later. But this is, like, Ghost Rider scale... Yeah yeah yeah. It it may I kept thinking of we talked previously about Ghost Rider with Vengeance. Um and there's these moments in this film that I'm like, holy moly. You know, there's so many similarities, but what I'm finding is as wacky and as oddball as moments within these films are. I had no idea just how much Raimi's films may play a part in future films that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, how, you know, we talked about Crime Wave being this weird, almost sister film to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And, you know, again, I'm going to throw Dark, Dark Man is like this weird sister film to the Ghost Rider sequ- sequel. Oh,
1: Jesus. Seriously, man. It's crazy. So,
0: and. I can't wait to get there later. There is some stuff that got cut out of the film because it was too wild.
1: Oh man, seriously, I don't, I don't know how. I <laughs> so, don't know how. So, Craig, last week we was you... like zombies raping people. Oh well, <laughs> season <laughs> two. That's a season
0: two throwback. There. Oh yeah. Who we, knows? That we was did. the
1: dawn of the dead. Maybe we might even see it in the. We the might world.
0: see it in the the army of the dead. Oh god, let's hope not. Um, I do not want to see that happen to Dave Batista.
1: No, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sort of the part of me that sort of does. <laughs> <laughs> the stone part of you. Yeah, the stone part of me is like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder what it looks like. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Probably not.
0: Um. So, last week, we we tackled Evil Dead 2. Yep. Um. Again, a wacky sort of at-times film.
1: Yep. Scary at-times film. Yeah, scary at-times film.
0: I think when he wants to, Ramy can go scary and straight. And then there's other times he's like this giant wobbly line of going all oh, yeah. over the shop, isn't he? I
1: think he's just turning to a giant wobbly line. <laughs> like, seriously, he's just turning to... <laughs> that just seems like... Um, but you find in... And I think I've s- seen a bit more with Darkman. Yeah. His wobbly line's a little bit more consistent. Yeah. Like, he's finding that... Um, I guess that jump to in the storyline where yeah. he goes wobbly. Instead of it just being straight out of nowhere wobbly, Yeah, which throws you off, and you go, holy shit, what? You <laughs> where know? did that come yeah, where from? Where did that come from, man? To, yeah. to the point where it now it just seems like you can tell he's finding his feet. He's fighting his tone. Yeah, he is, isn't yeah, he? And really,
0: I think if we were to draw a graph of the start of season three, working through his filmography, yep, it's almost like, you know how a graph can sort of be real high peaks and real lows? Yep. And then it sort of gets smaller... The peaks and troughs get smaller and smaller till he's finding his balance. Yeah, correct. and I feel like I don't know the next film, but I feel like the next film is almost that point of just before equilibrium. Yeah, where he nails the tone. Because I can be honest, if the wackiness of Dark Man pops up in Quick and the Dead, oh, I might, I might be devastated. Craig. I can't even. Rem-
1: I'm pretty sure it doesn't. No, I, rem- I, pretty rem- I, I from memory I know there's like. Full Ramy like visuals.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's more his his artistic flares rather yeah, than w- his comedic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where through. it
1: seems where it's not part of the script to be wacky. Yeah, it just it just or seems like that's where he that just started in- taking.
0: For Love of the Game, where as he goes to pitch, uh, his arm becomes really long and sort of wobbles around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stretchy, his hand turns into some demon. that Yeah, some demon that'll pop out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and get <"That's> dog! <laughs> yeah, that's right, but with the hands like a little <laughs> mouth puppet. Um, and just shoots cream corn at everyone. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> goodness gracious. So we had a great time talking Evil Dead 2. Yeah, awesome. Um, I actually I've loved listening back to the episodes of this season. There have been some absolute cracker moments They seem to be a lot happier. <laughs> I think seems to be a lot happier season. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? How yeah, it we is. how we almost match like, even our episodes, there's these moments of Craig Kelly humour that pop up every now and then. <laughs> or a story, you know, <laughs> last week's episode. Listen to it if you haven't heard of people. Uh, there is a hilarious little anecdote Craig gives about a Filipino so. Oh, here. Jesus, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and I was so thinking about that when I was driving home the other day. And I was said, well, let me just state that I was a young person watching this as well, okay? And I'm pretty sure... Um, Yeah, I think I was 13 when I watched this. (laughs) And it's just wrong. wrong. Every time those moments pop up, again, like today I was driving in the car. I
0: do, for those at home, I do a little bit of quality assurance on our episodes after they've been loaded up. Thank So I was listening to Crime Wave and you talking about the gobble of boobs. (laughs) 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 It has been like one of my favorite moments. I I still think about it. (laughs) I think about it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I literally nearly had a car accident laughing so hard this afternoon. So, oh, such good times so far this season. I'm having a great time talking to so Sam Raimi, isn't it? So am I. Yeah, it,
1: it seems I've, I'm feeling um, the wackiness in regards to it. You know yeah. Know I mean? Yeah, it's, which is really good.
0: And I think he get all his films so far, even the original Evil Dead, which is supposed to be this dark horror film. Yeah, it was never dark
1: as I thought it, it was. It still
0: before. had... Well, there's a joy to it,
1: isn't there? there it's is, almost there like is. a
0: playfulness and a, there is a, playfulness, a joyfulness it? Yeah, exactly. to it. And I think that's, the season has been fun as it's a result. It's cartoonish in yeah. essence. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So it really is. I've had such a good time doing it. So this week, Craig. Yes. Dark Man.
1: Dark Man. Yes. Liam yes, Neeson.
0: yes. The year is 1990.
1: 1990. God.
0: We're getting into the golden era of uh,
1: fashion. Oh yeah, <laughs> are we?
0: No, is it? Is, not it at all all. is it? It's grunge fashion, isn't it? We're getting into grunge now, and there's that wacky sort of hip hop time that pops
1: up, you know. Yeah, with the we, basketball, si- with the flannel over the basketball sink.
0: Yeah, remember crisscross? I was in
1: on that. Yeah, they'll make, make you jump, jump,
0: jump, jump. <laughs> <laughs> hip hop, will make you jump,
1: jump. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I wonder where they are now. They're probably in JLA. I have no idea. Yeah, I reckon. They
0: Were they been. like Millie Vanilli? Did they did they just
1: mime it? No, no, no. I don't think they mimed. I just don't think they had anything else apart from jump telling people to jump. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's a perfect
0: thing for say, uh, heart awareness.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I prefer Whitey Ford singing it. <laughs> House of Pain.
0: That's right. So, Craig, should we get into this week's episode? Let's crack into it. Let's hook in and find out what's been happening. So, it's been three years since Evil Dead was released. Evil Dead 2. Uh, Evil Dead 2. Apologies.
1: Yep. Thank oh, you for, for backing it up. And I'm stained. Yeah,
0: you're all over it today, oh, Craig over.
1: Maybe this makes me a higher consciousness. <laughs> 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 Maybe I should just go back I and watch Wave again.
0: Uh, you, you should, Craig. No. You should. Totally should. Um, and at this point, remember the uh, intro episode, we sort of talked a bit about what Raimi was up to between a couple films. films. Yep. He's really wanting to do a superhero film. So he's <sighs> pitched hard. He wants to do Batman. Yep. Tim Burton has got the uh, rights to make Batman. Bloody Tim. Um, and he'll release that in... 1989, so a year before Darkman Batman's released. Yep. So we're talking a post-Batman world, which really for superhero films was a total shift. Like we're talking tonal, yeah, yeah. Everything's gone. Tim Burton took it to this dark, broody sort of place.
1: Yet still cartoonish in essence. Yes. Like still a very. It's like um. It's never a dark, dark place. No.
0: No, there is. It's not
1: devoid of light. It's actually, it's very, it's, yeah, it's camp. Yeah, it Still has a level of campness to
0: it. And I do love the way that the Batman animated TV series sort of, it really harnesses that essence of um, Burton throughout that. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Um, So there's been a really big shift in film. So I guess for studios, um, comic book superhero properties aren't a Waste of money, no, no, exactly. Oh, well, 10 peg ones, you know, the, the yeah, 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 that's exactly right. 10, ten pole pole films ten, not uh, ten are peg. good, you're stoned. I'll, I'll forgive you. Sorry, um, so <laughs> the 10
1: pegs are the crime wave that whole
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ramy also wanted to develop a, a film based around the shadow. We talked about that. He yep. went in for a pitch meeting oh and sort of insulted the person who had written the film, Jeez. um, and so he couldn't get those to get off the ground so he's decided i'm gonna do my own yeah i'll make my own superhero why not and um and so he starts developing his own superhero which is really cool and his aim was and i'd actually made a note while i was watching i was like uh oh, because i'm gonna be honest i haven't watched this film in probably you know 20 plus years yeah exactly, uh, exactly. i couldn't there, remember there are adults now yeah that's exactly who right are, who,
1: are, who are you know i watched it before they were born yes yeah
0: yep, yep. Totally. Actually, sad fact today, I have a class of year sevens that I teach and I asked what year they were born and I realized that I was out of high school for seven years before they were even born. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I know, You go, oh, goodness gracious. It's scary when
1: you look at young people and you go, I could be your dad. Yeah, <laughs> it's scary, <laughs> isn't like, it? One stray shot and you could be my son, <laughs> mate. <laughs> that freaks me out! I'm still waiting for the knock on the door. Oh, golly. Oh, <laughs> plus, uh, That could make for an interesting story. Oh, that would be an interesting story, man. I, uh, I, uh, And I always say there's usually... Um, there's that one that you never know for sure. Yeah, there could be one. <laughs> 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 someone from Brisbane, <laughs> someone girl uh, from Brisbane. Yeah. Oh god. For my my daughter and my son to show a up. A
0: couple little like uh, Killian clones out at yeah. claiming center. Yeah, in
1: Brisbane somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, been claiming Settlement. They're so part uh. from a good
0: family. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm just saying because their dad's not around. Oh, yeah, (laughs) their dad.
1: She was very religious, so, yeah, they probably would have kept it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Golly. So I'd written this note while I was watching it, and I was like, oh, man. I probably spent the first 40 minutes of the film not really getting the tone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not understanding it. Because I guess I was expecting a superhero film almost like The Shadow would be. Yeah You yeah. know what I mean And but what I felt like And my note says It feels like I'm watching The Phantom of the Opera Or like an old sort of horror film Yeah In that sense And so Raimi's intention Was to create a superhero That uh, felt like the vein Of the 1930s universal horror films Yeah okay, And he drew cool. upon um The Phantom of the Opera Yeah and he also drew upon um, The Hunchback in Notre Dame and things like that. Invisible sort of, man in yeah, when it comes well, to visuals. That's exactly yeah. right. And so that was really the inspiration. So, and knowing that information, I hope one informs our listeners enough to be like, oh, I get the tone. Because once yeah. I got that moment of aha, it was like the tone clicked and the film felt really comfortable for me to watch. And was, so, oh, sorry. Yep. Yeah. And so, oh, we'll get there in a second. Oh, what, what were you gonna say? I was gonna I say
1: to it. it was easier to jump onto the tone. It was funny. It was easier for me to jump on the tone. I watched it with my mate Julius. Yep. And so it was funny. Watching it I guess with with your mates. Yes. It has you know, you I wasn't so thrown off by it. It was yep. more just Oh my god, did you see that?
0: You, <laughs> watching it with it's your a wacky friend, yeah, yeah. yeah it seems
1: like it finally turned into a drinking game.
0: <laughs> I'm sure there's one out there. Um so, Raimi wrote a short story, and he titled it The Dark Man, which um, once that was done, it was about 30 pages long, he then started developing it into a treatment that he could start pitching Sounds to good. studios. So he starts pitching it to studios, and in 1987, which is the year that Evil Dead 2 is released, so he yep. got to work pretty quick on it, um, Universal bought the rights to it, and they gave him the green light to develop the screenplay. Yeah. And a budget of eight to twelve million dollars. Wow, that's good. Okay. So really when we when we think of the context of um Raimi's story arc, this is his real first step into studio films. Yeah. So his films to this point have been films that he gained financing and distributing essentially. So they're they're indie films.
1: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. You know? And so this is the first Big studio film. And this is the first time the studio is actually looking at him as a viable director. Correct.
0: Yeah. Correct. You, you'd think bouncing back from Crime Wave with Evil Dead 2. Yep. Which wasn't a box office success, but it was still critically... It was watchable. People, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, maybe it's good. good. Um, so their only proviso in it was that they wanted Ramey to hire a screenwriter who would develop the story more. They thought there wasn't enough story yep. in there just yet. So, what's crazy is, before they actually began filming, there were 12 different versions of the screenplay for this film.
1: Wow!
0: I'd love to see where some of that shit went. Yeah. And so, um, basically, the first screenplay that Raimi worked on was with a writer named Sh- uh, Chuck Farah. Farah. Now, Chuck Farah, his success... Before this film mm-hmm. had been, he'd written the Navy SEALs film.
1: Hell yeah! yeah. Go Charlie Sheen. Yep, Michael
0: Bean. So um, get who else? But awesome. So, so Raimi had jumped a him. jeep over a bridge. It's huge, isn't it? Yeah. It's like nineties blockbuster. Oh, it at a peak, blo- isn't yeah, I remember.
1: It? Um, there's a YouTube video of a Navy SEAL watching. The movie of Navy SEALs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> They're <laughs> pulling the, it apart? Yeah, oh, ripping it apart. So ripping good. it apart.
0: Do you know what's hilarious then, if that <laughs> that's the case? He was brought on to give it a bit of realism and to bring that sort of military to it. Yeah. To the film. Um, he also went on to write Hard Target with Jean-Claude
1: Van Damme. Oh, wow, this guy's legend. Now,
0: Hard Target has a link to Sam Raimi. Do you remember it from our intro episode? Ramy was um considered. I can barely remember my name. Okay. Well,
1: you, Craig just, Killian. Excuse just me. Just, just, just the, feed me, man. Okay. Just feed <laughs> me. Right, today. I, okay. I thought fuck. you were on. I thought <laughs> just you feed me, on. okay. All I, right. I'm surprised I'm talking and not slurring. Well, <laughs> in my mind, I'm not slurring. <laughs> oh, sorry, Craig. So we'll see how your quality <laughs> is. Is there a hole it? in
0: your tooth? Because I feel like I hit a nerve. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's so bad That's awesome
0: So that's so bad, it's awesome
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah Hashtag um, hidden nerve <laughs>
0: um, So, Hard Target Sam Raimi Awesome, sorry. I love it I love it I love, I
1: love a good dad joke
0: <laughs> So, Hard Target The rumour is And it's not really been confirmed Is that Sam Raimi was actually a ghost director on it After John Woo had sort of been Shuffled out from directing the film
1: Oh really? What are you shuffled
0: out? No idea why, but basically Sam Raimi was brought in to f- fix it up.
1: Like okay, Van Damme.
0: Probably. Van Damme was at the peak Van Damme
1: at that yeah, point. Yeah, he was peak Van Damme. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just banging and sniffing everything. Yeah. <laughs> according, to, according, well, according to Van Damme himself, man. He wasn't <laughs> just, you know. <laughs> so he's
0: told stories about being like. Oh, yeah. He's
1: just. He's lived a wild life. Oh man, I'm sure he'd have a great autobiography. Oh, supposedly there's like he's pretty honest about it all. Yeah. So oh, really? He, yeah, yeah. He's got. Um, so I think if you can look in, if you look into it, you don't have to dive too deep, and you, you'll talk about
0: it. Have you like seen that. the film um,
1: JCVD? No, no. It's good. It's really, really good. Oh, I sort of yeah. lost. I sort of lost my love of Van Damme. Even Universal Soldier was probably one of my last runs. Yeah. I love to... Oh, no, Time Cop. Time Cop, so good.
0: I love Time, Time, Time Cop. Cop's awesome. This is, JCVD is like... It's a real sort of metal look at him. Yeah. So it's him playing himself. He goes to a post office, which is also a bank. Um, And while he's there, someone robs the bank. Ah. And so... He's got a TV show like that now. Well, I think they may have developed it from this film.
1: But he plays... He plays... Jean-Claude oh. Van Damme, but he's also a spy oh. who hides as the actor Jean-Claude Van Damme.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> oh, man. So, well, the film's really good, and there's this beautiful scene where he actually talks about himself and That's does right, this stops, speech. That's hey, it stops, Yeah, it stops yeah, yeah. and just he gives a speech, and you can really, it's quite beautiful. Um, but getting back to it... Um, also, credit. So, did you notice in the opening titles how many writers were listed as screenwriters?
1: No, not at all.
0: So, it has um, Chuck Farah at the top, and Sam and Ivan Raimi. Yep. And Daniel and Joshua Golden. Is Ted on there?
1: Or are no. You just- Acting.
0: Privilege. No, he's just acting. I, I thought this would be a really cool tro- uh, moment to sort of Ted's discuss. the
1: nerdiest guy you could ever see in your
0: Oh, f- can I tell you a line, weird man. thing that I... I
1: love Ted, man. He just, he's just the nerdiest dude you'll ever see. You know the
0: dude that chops fingers off in the film? Larry Drake. Yep. So in the commentary, supposedly there's a, a comment made by that actor yep. saying that the intention was for his character to be sexually attracted to Ted Raimi's character. Makes sense. And there's, like, these weird sort of looks they give each other throughout yeah, exactly. the film. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so it's, like, never spoken about, but uh, that was what was going on there. But I thought I'd take a moment, That's what he was Craig. using
1: the fingers for. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, Lord. Get the Chinaman's finger. Well, it's a, do
0: you <laughs> Get know the saying? Asian guy's so finger. While we're talking about... Um, Like writing, there's all these random things that they do. So, what sounds like happened is they built this mythology around the film, yeah, and then wrote the screenplay from the mythology, yeah. So, there's things like you know, Drake, yeah, he collects the fingers, yeah, because he's a war veteran, like in Vietnam, how they used to collect the ears and stuff. Oh, yeah, so it's a habit he (laughs) developed. Yeah, um, Universal Soldier, isn't yeah, it? Like it? Yeah, so yes. good. Um, I'm all ears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on it, the Van Dam train. Yep, um, no. Yeah, so he's collecting the fingers because that's a habit he picked up. Oh, cool. Which is why at the end of the film, he picks up the rocket launcher and shoots it as if it's nothing. Oh, okay, cool. Because he's got military training. Uh, is what they sort of talk. But I thought I'd take a moment, Craig. Oh,
1: you just had eighties action flick training. Yeah, same. It was you know? like that. But well, they like went... if Ted Raimi picked it up and shoot the other way. And then
0: that'd be, be that
1: moment trope.
0: where he like slowly turns his head to look at the person <laughs> next yeah, to and him. it and
1: it's the boss's car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Gimme so, that finger,
0: Ted. <laughs> <laughs> um I thought I'd take a moment to just talk about when you see a s- people who wrote the film mm-hmm. and there's actually a distinction between and, like the word and, mm-hmm. and the ampersand, which is the symbol for and. Yeah. Okay, so quite often uh, when films have been developed for a long time, um, that it'll be like written by so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and this big list of people. Yeah. Sometimes it'll say, so in this case it was Chuck Farah and... Sam, symbol and Ivan Raimi.
1: Okay, so Sam and symbol, uh, Sam symbol Ivan are actually a team. Yes. Yeah, okay,
0: okay. So anytime there's an ampersand, so an ampersand is the symbol for and. Anytime there's an ampersand, that is a writing team. Yeah. And anytime there is the word and, they are additional people who have taken the script, gone away, worked on it, and then given it back. worked on it individually. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So the there are five people. Listed as writing this film Yeah All five did not sit In a room together Hashing out the Screenplay Okay
1: So they were just Script doctoring it
0: Yeah Okay gotcha 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 So the ampersand Is really important Because that shows When you've got a team Of people working together Versus and which develop shows how they pay people as well. Yeah. It's really important for that. So I thought that was just an interesting little that thing. Is cool. Listeners that is might cool. That is cool. I never oh, actually oh, realized that, That's yeah. what that is. So essentially, Raimi and Farah work on the first draft, which is to get it from treatment to screenplay. Okay. Okay. And then from there, um, Sam and Ivan start working on drafts two to four. Yeah. Now, I didn't know this, but Ivan's a doctor in real life.
1: Oh, shit, is he? Yeah. Oh, and man, so, that'd freak me up about <laughs> Ramey, you trying to a, <laughs> surgery? On here. So, just be something weird and wacky. <laughs> so, I decided to put in another alarm clock in your belly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did heart surgery,
1: put a clock in there, fixing
0: your ticker. <laughs> <laughs> um, beep, beep. <laughs> so, he was brought in to do things to really look at it from a medical perspective. So, all the sciencey stuff. And on the skin, and all that yeah. has actual sort of medical basis. <laughs> you know, it's weird. It does isn't? now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, by the time they got to the, they've done four drafts of this now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Raimi's been involved in, in four drafts. Um, he starts working with Robert Tappert, producer and friend that's been yep. along for the journey. And um, they realize that they've got so much to work with that there's a franchise potential. <laughs> And yes. there is a Dark Man franchise. Yeah, there is. Um, I have not seen any of the sequels. Direct I watched a video. The, sequels. I watched
1: the trailers to them today. How did they I look? I watched great? the trailer to the Return of Durant. Yes. Um, it was a bit wacky. Okay. Um, Would expect nothing. So he came. Yeah, obviously, comes back from the dead in this amazing fashion. Cool. And then the Jeff Fay one. Yes. Which has um called "Die Dark Man Die." Oh. <laughs> and they all have um Arnold Vosloo, the guy who played um the mummy. Yeah. Yeah. He he play he takes over um Liam Neeson's part. Legit.
0: Yeah, man. Because when Neeson was wearing the bald wig with the messed up the the he was bald and had the messed up face. Yeah. It's seriously I could have been looking at the dude from the mummy. Yeah,
1: man. Same dude.
0: Same wow. dude. Oh I had no idea, Craig. That's so cool! Yeah. Another note that I there
1: you go. I could be waiting for go. Universal. Oh, I this wanted stage. to know how Durant came back. I was like, how did don't come back? Well,
0: it's odd because supposedly they they the sequels are actually out of order on what their timeline was meant are to be serious? as well. Oh, good god! So so if it's I can't remember which one's which. If died Darkman dies the second one or the third, but they were meant to be the other way around. So they're and, out of timeline.
1: But there's also an unaired. 30 minutes. I TV
0: heard. Show. In 92, they did a pilot for Dark Man, a TV
1: series. Same guy. Really?
0: <laughs> yeah. It could be a... It's a plausible 90s TV show, isn't it? It is,
1: and it sounds like a 90s TV show.
0: I could go from watching
1: the Highlander show to... <laughs> Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's quite exactly. a lot of trench coats, man. I okay, go for watching them from Quantum Leap.
0: Oh, you know Quantum what? I mean? Quantum Leap. Leap. Yeah. So Quantum good. Leap. how awesome. So, um, when they realized that it was franchise potential, Universal brought in um the Goldens, which is um Daniel and Joshua Golden. Now, oh. until this point, the only work they had done where they were uncredited <laughs> on script work for Problem Child. Oh,
1: so these guys are peak. Yeah. These are peak talent. They, the haven't,
0: they haven't done a lot following. Oh, I think. Um,
1: Apart from
0: showers. I think, that, I think that, the. <laughs> <laughs> it's clicking in. You can always hear it clicking into there, Jeff.
1: Click,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those jokes I'm going to listen back to at a later date and find really hilarious. Um there, I think the other one was Out on a Limb with Brendan Fraser was their follow-up <laughs> oh, to this. I love it. So, uh, life's been kind. So, basically, they developed five and six of the drafts, and um, when they turned it in, Universe was still unhappy with it and wanted more work. So, then Sam and Ivan Ramey go on and write another six versions of the film before it gets approved to be, okay, we can shoot something this. Yeah, cool.
1: Just so people know, out there... Um, look, look. I've never written a script in that type of thing. Yeah. Versionings of um documents, they don't have to be much. No. To change on a version, just a simple changes like
0: bit of dialogue here, bit yeah, of dialogue exactly.
1: there. Like in my actual real world, I build I'm um, training user guides and all that type of shit. Yeah. And seriously, a versioning I can get up to zero point like. 14 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Because they just want to change one bracket, they want to change this, they want to change that. And it's never something huge.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we've gone through a bit of a process. Who knows how much has changed from the original to the latter one? Yeah. Um, I, I think, think there's a big chunk when Raimi jumped
1: back on. Yeah. Because uh, there's a lot of Raimi-isms in this it's, film. It's a Raimi film. Yeah, it's a it? Raimi film, yeah.
0: And so um I guess when you think about it though, because for Raimi, who's had one sort of really not great studio experience, yeah. yep. which is Crime Wave, there was lots of tampering in that. It won't be his last. No, it definitely won't <laughs> be. Um, so, and this gets a bit more studio tampery. This film as it goes on. So, like, at this point, for a studio, if you're taking on Sam Raimi, yep. you got some hits, yep. you've got a very clear miss, Yep, you'd be... Wanting to keep an eye on him. Oh, yeah. The Dailies, leash wouldn't man. be long.
1: Dailies. I would actually say hourlies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and
0: for Raimi, he would be feeling as if his, cr- his artistic vision is being compromised regularly. Yeah, I know. So at this point, you think a 12th revision on a, a script, you'd be getting a little bit like, oh, man, what's it going to take to get this film made?
1: You know, yeah. like,
0: what am I going to have to do? But if
1: one of, the, one of the things we've seen, I guess, in our... um even just in the directors we've seen, yep. is there needs to be a good balance. Like, there Definitely. needs to be... When you let a director just go wild, sometimes it just doesn't work. I, it I'll posit that it,
0: most times it doesn't work.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there are people who can control it. Like, I'm yep. going to say, obviously, Christopher Nolan, Inception. Yep. I always think that's a perfect example because it's just fucked up plot and how it became such a big hit yeah amazes me and they had the they just let him do it
0: only a genius could have got exactly, it exactly exactly so
1: but he was able to pull that off you yeah. know which is a lot shows a lot for the studio at the yes. time as well to give him that Um but yeah it's, it's a bit of a mix you need to have yeah. someone who keeps an eye on it because once again it's a business yeah, You're twelve like even back then, twelve million dollars, eight to twelve million dollars, man. Yeah, that's quite an investment, man. That's a it's huge investment, an, and you want return on investment yes. as well, as yeah. well obviously as making a good movie. Yeah, so totally. Mix, and
0: mix. like in the scheme of things, Rami is on his fourth film in nine years. Was it eighty one? Yeah, right first about, yeah. Evil Dead was released. So like it's nine years in four films, mm. and so we're basically saying a film every two years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and for someone like a studio, you'd probably go, "He's still green." Yeah, oh, he's you still know? green. Yeah, um, man. So I can see why they're they're being more cautious in there, as you would in be. their approach to it. Seriously, as you would be. Um, so casting begins. The scripts approved. Casting begins. Yeah. Now, do you want to hear some people who were actually up for the roles but they chose other people? Please say Campbell was. Uh, Bruce Campbell was, uh, Ramey wanted Campbell to be the, the lead actor. Makes sense, man. Cause he looked
1: awesome at the end. Yeah. Didn't he Did want he that want little me? appearance? He's, just, he's such, ah. Oh, you just see, you go, it's, oh, I love you. Again,
0: Kim. like it reminded me of that ending of Bourne.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. He just, he, he has such a beautiful green screen presence. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I love it. It
0: was so good. So, but again, this is one of those things where the studios like, million. we're not going to have him be. We're not going to bring your mates in. Okay, it's exactly not right. one of
1: those. <laughs> it's not one of
0: those parties, buddy. So the film goes out and they look to either Gary Oldman, yeah, or Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, man. Oh wow, I love Bill So at the time, wow, Bill. I
1: didn't know what would have been young
0: at the time. Bill Paxton's best friend was Liam Neeson. Oh really? And so Bill Paxton mentioned, Are I'm up still for best? Well, I'm they, up for they? this role?" And um, maybe you should try out for it as well, because at this time, Neeson hadn't had a lot of film work.
1: Le- Neeson really never got big, no, big until
0: recently. Later, yeah. Um, at this stage, I think he'd been in the Deadpool. Oh, He's yes. actually the director who um, is filming Jim Carrey playing the version of Axl Rose in the Deadpool. <laughs> Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. Um, and I think there was one other film before that that he sort of was in, but yeah, I it think was, he
1: was. Um, Mainly just like Europe, European, yeah, like TV shows and stuff like that.
0: So Neeson then goes in and tries for the film, yep, and he gets it. To awesome. which Bill Paxton said he was mad with him for, for ages for it. <laughs> um, so then they start casting the role of Julie, and originally,
1: man, now this sounds like bringing your friends in. This is certainly bringing your friends, okay, good, in, good which good.
0: does cause some dramas later in production. Crime. Oh, wow, cool.
1: Um,
0: but. Originally, Julia Roberts was going to play Julie.
1: Oh wow, she would be fresh off Mystic Pizza at this time.
0: And she Glad actually she had to leave because um she got the role in Pretty Woman.
1: Oh, oh. what a perfect choice. Yeah, Beautiful choice. Great career choice. Oh, Darkman Man amazing, versus Pretty Woman. Amazing.
0: Um and so also considered uh and what they were looking for was Demi Moore.
1: Yeah. Wow, she was big at the time, and man, that's a big that's a big yeah. sign. I mean, she would she would go straight to the top of um, people would come to see it for Demi Moore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep. She, her name would be plastered across it. Yeah, it'd okay. almost be Dark Woman
0: and um, Bridget Fonda. Bridget Fonda. Yeah. Wow. So um, wow, so Bridget that's Fonda. That's um where they sort of went. They landed with Frances McDormand mm-hmm. in that role. Um. Which, at the time, Francis McDormand was living still in the share house with Sam Raimi <laughs> and the Coen brothers.
1: Um, was she with one of the Coen brothers at this time?
0: Yeah, I think so, because okay. they're married now. Yeah. Um, They've been married for so years now, eh? So, Raimi manages, um, in getting it all approved before filming, to convince Universal to give him more money. Yeah. So, he gets a budget of $16 million. Wow. Yeah, for nineteen ninety, that's a lot of money. And he actually got a uh, longer shoot time be- so he can film more and work more on the effects. Wow. Because it, aside from the holographic images that pop up, everything is a practical effect.
1: Really. Yeah, yeah. No, it does. It's I love the practicality of it. Um,
0: and so they uh, begin rehearsing together, Neeson and McDormand. Yeah. And r- some rewrites are done. Because here's something that's a bit out there, which is what makes you think Demi Moore at the time would have been sort of a good slide across. Yeah. Supposedly, there were three love scenes between Neeson and McDormand's character after he became Darkman.
1: Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so after a lot of rehearsals, yep. they decided um, that the film needed to be a bit rewritten because it wasn't... Quite working for them.
1: Oh, the that'd be great, <laughs> man! W- that would look like a scene out of the Snyder's Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> it made me think of like a trauma film. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's gross, man! That's gross.
0: So they begin filming in LA and Toronto, um, and really, the filming itself isn't too challenging. Yep. Not really big dramas. No reported. higher drugs. Like no <laughs> no crime wave. Yep, getting cool. on the on the coke. Um, Neeson had to endure heaps of prosthetics for the film. Yep. And sometimes he was wearing for up to 18 hours.
1: Oh, wow, really? Yeah, and it's probably this interesting... he's just always cranky now. <laughs> yeah,
0: probably. Um, so, and uh, they're this cool thing where they developed this foam latex that would go over his face that would actually dissolve. Ah! So those moments where it's smoking and stuff... That's is, awesome. It's actually dissolving away to give That's the effect... Good physical effects. Yeah, yeah, they're really cool physical effects. Now, unfortunately... Um, Ramey in interviews has spoken about how um, Francis McDormand was actually very difficult to direct. Oh, really? Yeah, and he says, he actually says it quite nice. Um, He says, apparently I didn't know Fran as well as I thought I did. Um, And he talks a bit more, but essentially he said, um, we came across disagreements, but they were all healthy. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and so essentially the the conflict that came was that Raimi was really trying to break the mold of um, what a damsel in distress is. Yeah, He didn't want it to be the usual, it's a damsel in distress, she's not coping, she's going to get tied up, we'll rescue her, all that sort of yeah. stuff. But McDormand wanted this to be your typical damsel in distress. Oh. She wanted to have a moment, at, and there was no moment in the film where she was tied up, bound, gagged and waiting for someone to rescue her, which the film ends with her bound and gagged. Yeah, exactly. So, so she won. But, um, you know, that was something Raimi didn't want to go down those roads because I think he was looking to have a, a strong female.
1: Yeah, exactly. As she, sort odd. Of, yeah, yeah.
0: as she is in the film,
1: really. As she's she? in bloody every film she's ever in. Yeah, so
0: yeah. it's it's an odd contradiction to probably it what is. McDormand is, aside from a nun in crime wave. Oh, Mississippi uh, Burning. Um, so the film wraps and it comes time to editing. And this is where some real issues start between Raimi, Tappet and Universal. Yep. Um, so Universal assigned their own editor for the film. Oh, wow. And after eight weeks of editing, Raimi could not get them to follow his storyboards that he'd done for the film. So they were (laughs) editing this film and it wasn't working. And he really felt that it was because his Directions weren't being followed in the editing. Um, What actually ended up happening was the editor had a mental breakdown. Oh, um, really? As a result of the process and quit. So they had to hire a new editor editor, um, and start making the changes in line with what Ramey was after. But they had to fight and fight and fight for this. So then when it came time to testing, it tested terribly. (laughs) So... Universal actually told Raimi that some people had rated the film as the worst film they'd ever seen. Yeah. And executives had been um, vocal about the fact that it was the worst tested score ratings that Universal had ever received at the time. Good lord. So, you know, this is something that is... its It's really... Again, we've talked a few times about how Raimi has endured through a lot of this stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. like the yeah. fact that he is Sam Raimi. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know,
1: and so revered in Hollywood. But also the fact that he became Sam Raimi. After the How challenges. How he become Sam, the yeah. Sam Raimi we know, you know what I mean? And there's so many people, there's a lot of people who took a lot of, like, took him on again. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah.
0: Exactly. And so, I think... If I can throw a little theory that I think is going to pan out as Raimi's story arc plays out for us over this season. I think from the start, we thought Raimi's story arc was he was a gun. Yeah. From the beginning. Yeah. That learnt his craft to get to Spider-Man. Yeah. I think what's going to happen is he was a gun. He was very talented. But he could not find a tone that worked in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And as a result, the crucial part of his career is not Spider-Man or the Evil Dead films. It's actually those one-off films like *Quick and the Dead*, *A Simple Plan*, all those sort of films in that little block. Yeah, is going to be vital to him learning how to be what Hollywood wants him to be, as opposed to him bringing Raimi to Hollywood.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think he. I think he. You'll see that that he suffers that a lot of the people do. They, they just they can't work within the system yeah you know i mean and the system at the time this is like early 90s yep. man. this is when the studios ruled yes like they ruled,
0: did man. 80s into 90s yeah, this exactly. is really they when ruled. they ruled yeah they early
1: are. 2000s the oncoming of internet netflix all that it's it's the power's shifted again yeah completely but it's shifted enough yeah where it goes back to it and but yeah back this time man Nah. Yeah. The whips were cracked. Oh yeah, Fox were at its peak. <laughs> Not yet, we haven't got to the two thousands. Yeah, we haven't got there. <laughs> There's that that adventure
0: to come. But um so because of these terrible scores that they're they're getting, Universal are worried. Like yep. they're really worried. Um so they forced some edits on the film. Yep. To which Tappet describes them he says, It's really disappointing but the studio made us remove some of the wilder moments of the film. <laughs> Uh, and one of those f- moments features Colin Friels, who is the villain of Aussie, the picture. yeah, Aussie, yeah. Um, featured him rolling naked on a bed. <laughs> <laughs> what? Covered in gold bars. Gold? What? Like gold bullion. <laughs> oh, oh, the bed's covered in gold bullion. I was
1: like, how is it sticking to his skin? <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> so a naked Colin Friels. Rolling around on the bed that's covered in gold was edited from the film. Oh, that (laughs) sucks, man. Could you imagine? Like, for me, I would have been
1: like, what the heck is going on? That's crazy, man. (laughs) But those bars, man, gold bars are heavy and stuff, man. You'd get little (laughs) bits clicked in. You know, (laughs) like they 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 just slam shut. It's like rolling on bricks, man. They just, you know, especially on a bed, you'd have these little bits (laughs) jammed
0: and clunk. (laughs) That's a Wall Street circumcision. Oh, that's, yeah, man, that is, that is a Wall Street circumcision.
1: Man. That's oh. Um, oh. I'm starting
0: to see a theme across some of our jokes a, here, Craig. The, the Fleischer cut. we got <laughs> the Filipino. It's, it's a, Someone's going to make it a little infographic of a different just, yeah. from first to last circumcisions. Um, and so they cut that out, a couple other scenes out as well, and they added late in the piece the Danny Elfman score. Really? So Danny Elfman is a late addition to all of this.
1: Really? Yep. Because me and my mate Julius were talking about this and we looked it up that it was Danny Elfman. Yeah.
0: Straight away, it sounded like Batman Yeah, because
1: he goes, man, this is like. This is like. Um, it's like the Edward Scissorhands of superheroes. Yes. And I yes. said, yeah, that makes so much sense. I said, the music and everything. Okay, yep. I seven And so we looked it up when you both Danny saw it. Elfman. Was Danny Elfman. Yeah. Well done, Julius. Good job, Julius.
0: What a great description as well. I know, oh, exactly.
1: I was like, wow, that's true. That seems true. It's, um
0: again, like Tim Burton's film work <laughs> is just like, it's so great, isn't it? Oh, yeah.
1: Ed, but Tim Burton, uh, and you can see this is where Sam Raimi probably looked toward. Yes. But Burton, Burton had it already in the bag. That, yeah, he did, didn't But mean. that's because Burton comes from an animation. Yeah. Well, he did his, he cut his teeth at Disney. Yeah, exactly. But in that cartoonish style, he knows yeah. cartoons always have that beautiful ability of just traversing into the wild and wackiness yeah. and then coming back out. Just yes. A, and that beautiful beat to it. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. I
0: think Raimi hasn't
1: hit that yet. An animation as well, you see. He's that almost there. hit it. Yeah. Oh, film, no, no. And I think he does it. eventually, obviously. But um, yeah.
0: So the test scores started going up. They got some positive scores following the changes and Elfman's score, yep. which is good. Um, and a viral marketing campaign, one of the first ever, is started by Universal. So like a good, before the poster or trailer has been released, they start marketing with the um, the tagline, who is Darkman? Ah. And that's going up everywhere. And they would like plaster walls with just these posters that say, Who is Dark Man? Who is Dark
1: Man? I reckon just a picture of Colin Farrell on bullions. Gold bullions <laughs> naked, on gold bullion. naked on gold bullions. Naked <laughs> on gold bullions. Or maybe just naked with a gold bullion just hanging <laughs> hanging in front of his tackle. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, man. Austin Did Powers. Order a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Um so <laughs> a bar to go with that pearl necklace. <laughs> oh goodness.
0: <laughs> My word. Um so Raimi actually he's he's again very open about the fact that he thinks the film's success is because of how good the marketing yeah. was for it. So Craig, that's the journey that has taken for this film to then wow. get released. Okay, the the film had a budget of sixteen million dollars. It made forty eight point eight million dollars worldwide. That's good. So it made good money back? Yeah, that's good money. Financial success in the 90s, that's a yeah, pretty that's decent pretty de- film. Pretty damn good. Now, do you want to hear what was released in 1990, Craig? Yeah, definitely. The number one film for 1990 was a little film called Ghost. Oh, Yep. Uh, number two, it is a good year of film. Too, God, Craig. I love Ghost, man. You tell me if you feel this I is a vintage year. I love I don't want to throw the term around too often, but it's no, a no, good it year. Wasn't. The number two film for 1990 was Home Alone.
1: Yeah, yep, huge film in our house, still is. Yep, the man who grew up to be Jigsaw. Number three, Pretty Woman. Oh, love it, man You can't, yeah, George Costanza, man When he, uh, Jason Alexander, I always hated him when he first started in Seinfeld yes. Because all I could remember him was from Pretty Woman. So
0: good, isn't it? Number four was Dances with Wolves Ah,
1: Kevin, you
0: know me I just, Yep, it's the Kevin. prequel it's like, to Avatar The Donka,
1: the Donka-Donka <laughs> he's talking about buffaloes Then they yeah. go, the Donka, the Donka-Donka <laughs> I love your obscure the references, dunker. Craig. Because <laughs> I used to go around now. house has got the Donka. <laughs> <laughs> Put my hands into. The... Number five was Total Recall. Oh, <laughs> two weeks.
0: <laughs> Number six. Make is... me
1: wish I had three hands. Now that's yeah. a gobble. That's a gobble. <laughs> is it a gobble? Did we figure it out? I forgot. Where a where gobble we the was, three was three pairs. Three pairs. Oh, three sets. sets.
0: Sorry, Craig. Oh. It's a third, it's of, a go- it's a a third a of a gobble. It's a half a gobble.
1: It's a half gob. <laughs> it's a half gob. Yeah. It's, um, a, small, it's a small gob. No. Number <laughs> <laughs> baker's gob. <laughs> <The> baker's gob. <laughs> um,
0: number six is, is a film that we've discussed on this podcast.
1: Oh, don't make me guess. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was pausing for effect. Oh, okay, good. I was yeah. like, oh man, is he making me guess again? <laughs> <laughs> Number six was Back to the Future Part Three.
0: Yeah, a great episode with our friend Johnny Rourke. Yeah, thanks, Johnny. Johnny, come back.
1: Johnny. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven was Die Hard Two. Ah, oh, I've totally forgotten Die Hard Two. The airplane. Yeah, yes. In the airport, yeah, it's a great there. one.
0: Holly, here's your fucking landing light. Uh, number eight, presumed innocent,
1: presumed uh, Harrison Ford. Yep. Yeah, and now uh, another Aussie. Uh, I've forgotten her name. Ah, uh, I've forgotten it. That's cool, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Nine,
0: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: Ah.
0: Uh, yep. Power. And. Go, Ninja, go, go, Ninja, go, go. That um, was two. Was it two, was that it? That because of Boop Off and Rocksteady.
1: Oh, yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Cause oh. they, and they're dancing and guess go, Ninja, go, Ninja, go. <laughs> and he starts to do that dance. Go, Ninja, go, Ninja, go, um, go, go. Number
0: 10, Kindergarten Cop.
1: Oh, it's not a door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love um, that, man.
0: Also released, Days of Thunder.
1: Oh, seriously, that movie is uh, for a good probably two years, man. That was just referenced so much when I and this is when I moved out of home. My friend uh Trent Davies, we called him Darbs, loved it, man. And we'd watch and every time he'd drive he'd just reference Days of Thunder, just <laughs> Days of Thunder, Days of Thunder. <laughs> Just um, scary. Did
0: you see that Top Gun sequel trailer, Craig?
1: Oh yes, man. It looks oh, good. Oh yes, Maverick. Oh, I love so you, Mav. So good. Love you, Mav. I'm on board. I will ride his tail anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I will ride it hard. Ride <laughs> it hard. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Like a zombie on Dave Batista, man. I'll be <laughs> riding that sucker? <laughs> oh, riding oh, that boy. sucker. <laughs>
0: That's one Stuba. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> they call that a Zuba. <laughs> a Zuba. <laughs> <laughs> um, Flatliners was released.
1: I didn't mind it. I've never seen it. Kiefer Sutherland yeah, and um, Julie Roberts, yeah, and Kevin Bacon, yeah. Um, wow. lot actors, a lot of good actors, man. A lot of good actors.
0: The Hunt for Red October was released.
1: Oh, uh, the Scottish, the the Scottish Russian, yes. Now, and wh- a, t- a beautiful Tom Clancy, um, Jack Ryan movie. Yes, very much so. Yes.
0: Sam Neill's awesome in that film too.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's We beautiful. just finished Jack Ryan on Amazon. Is it
0: good? Yeah. yeah. So Check it good. out.
1: He's good. They just released a trailer for the second season. I've heard it's with added explosions. Oh, yes. Added explosions and some more um, stereotypes. So they're jumping from the Middle Eastern stereotype now and they jump jump into the South American
0: stereotype. Oh, cool. So There's going to be lots of cocaine. A lot of
1: fist pumping, Auss- American stuff. Getting them through. Occasional. Occasional.
0: Um, I love whenever you go to South America, it's showing because what's on the televisions is always soccer.
1: Yeah. Always, <laughs> always. And everyone lives in favelas. Like, yes, I know there's a good chunk that live in favelas. Around yeah. Here, but yeah, everyone does. <laughs> everyone does. Um,
0: we've already and discussed. you have
1: to have tea towels as, um, as, as curtains.
0: Yeah, they're always like, yep. Yeah.
1: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Tea towels, corrugated iron. It's like we're talking about um, Middle Eastern movies. If you're a Middle East, if you're that Middle Eastern guy who works for um, the American government, you have to have a white collared shirt And you never tuck in. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you've got to be an ex-professor who was... Couple buttons undone. Yeah, exactly. Worked at a university before, you know, the explosion came. Totally. (laughs) Totally.
0: Um, Edward Scissorhands was released. Hey! Seriously, On the money. Great work. Uh Misery was released. Oh, man, I remember watching that.
1: So Kathy, they're all Kathy everyone Bates at this is sharehouse is the sharehouse living in the share, man. This share house is going through the roof. Yep. <laughs>
0: here's here's one I threw in for Craig, Young Guns Two.
1: I love Young Guns Two, man. I love it.
0: Uh The Godfather the Part three was released.
1: Oh seriously, as much as people go off about it, still a great movie. It is a great yes, movie. So fair coupler isn't that crash hot in it. And it would have been great to see the original Winona Ryder. Yep. But, man, if you want to see acting, man, with Al Pacino at the end, man, He's when they're playing, and he just that scream he does. Yep. Oh, God, send shivers down my spine. Yep. And Tremors was released. <laughs> Kevin Bacon again. <laughs> yeah, it's a, oh, it's a good time it. to be alive They've the just, 90s. Did, are they redoing a TV show on that? Or they have?
0: I heard that there was something. Man, being there's done. like
1: six Tremor movies, man. Really? Yeah, man. There's heaps, and one of them, Kevin Bacon comes back. Really? Yeah, what? As yeah. a cameo or a legit part? Can't remember. I just seen the cover. Yeah. Wow. I know. Hey, eh? I remember watching the original Tremors, man. Funny film, man. Is it? Oh, it is. I've never such seen a it. Smart. Just in the hindsight, think about it, it's a f- good film, man. It's I a- I
0: just remember it's a quite an iconic poster. That, oh that poster, poster of like the big worm thing sort yeah. of coming up
1: out of the ground. Speaking of posters, man, Darkman poster is iconic. It's cool, isn't it? Oh man, it? it is brilliant, man. Talk what about a great poster. setting up a superhero. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean that's a brilliant so, poster.
0: The who is Darkman campaign yeah. was that poster, but the text who is Darkman, you could see the poster through the text. So it was all black oh. and then you could see bits of it through it. So it was like giving you glimpses of it. So you really were like who is Dark Man? He looks so awesome. I'd love
1: to see who designed that man because it has a comic book artist. It's got that it. almost Drew Struzan sort of. Yeah, does too. It does. Too. To it, it, does. It? it
0: does. So uh, yeah, I love it. I love it so much. So Craig, I'm going to hazard a guess. Just like a few of our films, this probably got a bit more of a cult following than, say, some of his other. Yeah, definitely, definitely non Evil Dead work. Yep, um, Crime Wave is the only one so far. So oh, it's a, God. Um, but for those people at home that have never seen Dark Man or want to get revisited as it's been 20 years plus like it was for you and I. Let's just hear about it.
1: What would you get when you cross Batman and Phantom of the Opera? You'd get Darkman. It's a dark and
0: sometimes crazy take on the superhero genre filled with rainy moments we've all come to love. Let's talk about Darkman. So good, Craig. Uh, Tell me. Before going... How long had it been since you'd watched this film? Oh, man, movies. In the cinemas? Yeah. Like the 90s? Yeah,
1: man. That far. Wow. That far. So Seriously, all a- I can remember was um oh mate Durant cutting off people's fingers. That was all you could remember? Oh, just... Uh, and then, um Pretty much it, yeah. Wow. Any, any clip that I see, you know, of just, you know, bandages on his face. Yeah, but yeah. But I didn't remember... Anything else? I, I'm in the same boat.
0: I didn't see it at the cinemas. Um, I've talked about before. My local video store. I used to ride my bike as a kid. I had a VCR in my room. Awesome. T V Used to do seven movies for like four dollars or something for a week. I was a um, civic
1: video avenger. Yeah,
0: Square Eyes Video. Ooh. It was called uh, at Bonnell's Bay. Shout out to them if they're still alive. But no. Nah.
1: If they're still alive, man, that's crazy.
0: <laughs> no, they're gone. I'm pretty sure there's a fish and chip shop there now. Okay. Shout out to uh, the fish and chip shop. Yeah. Thanks for the fish and chips, guys. Um, I remember getting it on VHS and watching it, and uh, that's probably the only time I've seen it. Yeah. And so I had, in honesty, my memory of it was it was a way cooler movie than probably what I watched. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, because I, I, I saw past all the wackiness. When yeah, I yeah, it. I know. Yeah, for so some reason I didn't come there. out.
1: I, I did not remember this movie being so just wacky. Yeah, <laughs> I just I don't know whether it was nineties, maybe it was a culture at the time. Yeah, like because we just maybe we're now spoiled in the superhero genre. Yeah, um, but I don't remember it just being so crazy, bad yeah. shit, like batshit crazy, it's, there's man. There's some
0: mental moments in oh, it. Oh man, there's it?
1: there's a lot of where it's inside a dark man's head. Yeah,
0: and I didn't, I guess that's the part that I go, oh wow, I did not remember that at all. Yeah. So, before we get right into it, what did you expect then, Craig, going into watching
1: this? I, re- I expected like a, almost like The Shadow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, same. It's pretty much the same. Even watching the trailer, you don't see crazy shit. Because I watch no. the trailer for all of these, because I like just to see how they'll pop, you know, selling it. How so they market it? No. No. You don't Don't even see that. Uh, you know, it seems like a pretty standard, um, there's going to be a sh- superhero movie. Yeah. Like, not super superhero movie. It's really not. It's like a revenge film. It's like a vigilante film, the way yeah, it's marketed. Exactly. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. Yeah.
0: Almost like if Batman, it's like a Batman film.
1: More, it more is, Batman it is, than it Shadow is. it's marketed at. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So yeah, this dark um brooding. Yeah. Like yeah, like meets Phantom of the Opera. Batman yeah. meets Phantom of the Opera.
0: And that is literally what my note says. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Batman meets Phantom of the Opera. Um so yeah, I think for me, I was on the exact same boat. I expected the Shadow. Yeah. Didn't expect Batman meets Phantom of the Opera. No, not at um, all at all. Um and so it was a it was an odd little start to the film for me.
1: Oh man, the, the I whole was
0: so keen on this too. Can oh, man, I say, I have been this. so keen to watch this? How can this you movie. not be? Yeah. Francis
1: McDormand. Yeah. Liam Neeson. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just go, Oh man, Liam Neeson as a hero, as the superhero. Yeah. Like, yeah, yes. Shoe Shooing Shoe in so sure.
0: I let's just I want to throw something out there right in, early on. Actually, no, let's go back to later. Let's go back there later. Okay, go back around. I want to go to um, talk about the Universal Monsters oh, yeah, yeah. attempted world with the the mummy and things like that. Man, that
1: would have been amazing.
0: And so I want to talk about that, but um, I would love one day to talk to Mr. Ramey to see if I can get a thought confirmed by him. But so it's, it's an interesting tone of film from the get-go, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's crazy. Because the film opens with a basically a drug deal gone wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah. In tr- but it opens with that, the the black guy on a. Tell him no. Tell him no. Yeah. Tell him fuck you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in in really. Like, you could talk about this being a 90s film because it's 1990, but essentially, this is that late 80s blockbuster stuff. This is the last of an 80s film. Yeah. This is the last of the 80s film. I think, again, that time period, I was not prepared for. No, no. You know, like, I I wasn't. I guess when it all boils down to where I'm getting at in all of this, is Crime Wave, even though it was weird and wacky and off the rick just bonkers. Yeah. Didn't look like it aged because it was in this
1: weird reality. Yeah. It was well, this hyper reality. But also it's sold. As yeah, a crazy. Yeah, crazy, all you have to do is look at the trailer. Yeah. The trailer looks crazy. As and much. it's got the two exterminators yeah, looking. Exactly, yeah.
0: So like I think this is the first film that I could say dates for Raimi.
1: Yeah. Definitely. De- you know, definitely, because definitely.
0: It, it's almost like he's not cro- going for a world He's going for real
1: world. Yeah. Which real world always dates. Oh, it is. It is. It's when you, yeah, when you make a movie of it's time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's funny. It's funny like that. It's, it's, and that's what makes me wonder, well, maybe it was suitable for a time. Cause if you think about it, if like Edward Scissorhands is coming out around this time as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then Batman just came out. Yep. Which was camp enough as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe it was really much in tone with what was happening. But yeah, a, you watch for these types of films. You
0: watch Tim Burton's, but they you know, just do better. How's that? Let's just take a moment to just appreciate a one-two punch from Tim Burton. Yeah, of '89 releasing Batman, 1990 <laughs> releasing Edward Scissorhands.
1: Yep, that is wild. That is wild, man. And but but b- each one. Has a beautiful signature Burton all through it. Yeah, doesn't it? You know what I mean? You just know they're they're Burton films. Yeah, you, you know, do from the moment they start. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You do. Here oh. you could almost get lost and go, this Who's sort is of this? isn't Raimi. Yeah. This guy's like Who's trying to be Raimi. This? this is a TV movie, isn't it?
0: Yes. You know what I mean? Very much a... so. It feels like a TV movie, it, doesn't it, yeah, Craig?
1: Definitely, definitely,
0: man. Yeah, that that is a really good because I did think in that opening scene, which can we take a moment to appreciate the um,
1: wooden leg, the wooden leg machine gun, machine, gun. and the guy bouncing, <laughs> who yeah, is hopping up and down. Who's the redneck out of Evil Dead Two, the Gary Sinise guy? He is too. I was looking at him God, Who the hell is that guy? He is redneck out of Evil Dead 2.
0: Cuz one of them also is the headbang one of the guys from Wayne's World. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. Thank
2: you, Jim. <laughs> did, oh, oh,
1: man, I was trying to figure out why have I seen that guy from cuz yep. he doesn't bother cutting his hair, does he? No, no at all. man, not yes. at all. Thank you very much. With that much.
0: huge trench coat, he's always got yeah, that huge man. trench coat on. And
1: then there's right at the start there's the nurse, the the awful doctor. Who, yep. pinch, who just stabs him while he's just laying it. Hang Like, remember that he'd just been blown yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's in the hospital, and there's doctors showing all these other doctors, well, this is what we're doing, like, as she goes in this huge exposition. Well, now we've decided to cut off this, which makes him super strong, and yeah. it also means that he can't <laughs> feel pain, and she stabs him with the thing, and he can't feel pain. She's actually the nurse out of American Way from London. Do you know that also one of the doctors yeah. is
0: John Landis? Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. That's right. Because uh, I, I only found that out at the end. Yeah. Awesome. Because that all makes sense. Yeah, yeah. All makes sense. All makes sense. And, and then people don't close freaking windows in hospitals. Why? Why? Every, window, every hospital I've gone to has bars on it. <laughs> You Maybe don't. it's just the hospitals I'm going to. But <laughs> prison <laughs> hospital. Prison hospital. Special hospital. I like, give me my special pills. But uh, you know what I mean? It's, I know, it's crazy. Uh, oh, you just catch ease, man. But like it really
0: is. It's such an interesting tone. It made me feel like TV movie. We could have been watching Miami Vice.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. It's just weird tone. Yeah. Another thing that I, I picked up I would just is why is in every dumpster. Someone throws their trench coat away. (laughs) <laughs> Why is that? Uh, is, that a, is that an American thing? Can you tell us is that's an American thing? Because I probably think about it. If you jump in any dumps in Australia, you'll find some some broken thongs or flip-flops, as you <laughs> want to call yeah, <laughs> Over uh, in the States, there's a trench coat. <laughs> there's a trench coat. I've seen w- in and they're pretty damn good, too. They always look always cool when nick, they put them on, man. Yeah, good condition. good condition. Good condition. Good condition. There's a big
0: sticker on the side of the um of the dumpster that says Trash and Trink. Trench coats only. only yeah. <laughs> trench
1: coat recycle bins. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) So good But
0: I guess once I got past that The film Once you get past the moment where he's been burnt (laughs) Where he gets exploded And you see him
1: blow up and fly up (laughs) in the air (laughs) And he makes that, (laughs) 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 that I was like
0: Did that just happen?
1: I was like Did I just see that? Oh, did you just see man. that? And he landed. Can I say,
0: it was really odd for me. So when Francis McDormand, so basically what happens, this deal goes wrong, it's bonkers, there's gunfight going on, cars are bursting out yeah. of um, crates, which did they lock people in the cars inside the crates?
1: Yeah, and they've, <laughs> kept, and they've kept the, they must have kept the motor running. <laughs> they just be revving inside the crates because they come out at full ball. <laughs> those, <laughs> they do, don't they? They shoot worse than stormtroopers. Oh man, bullets are going everywhere, but into people, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just the the crack shot is the guy with the one leg.
0: <laughs> so this is all going down. It's crazy town. It's crazy town. Um, basically, I can't even remember
1: how we get from there. To but from it's some indoor. good dialogue. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it's it? It's an awesome dialogue. So when he starts cutting off the um the That's black guy's right. head, yeah, he goes and he goes. There's three points, and he goes, and then he cuts off three fingers, and at the third one, he goes, and oh, no, I've got seven more points. Yeah. <laughs> and you go, wow, well, well, that's pretty cool.
0: And I guess that's, what, that's, you know, it's really cool in the sense that it's set up the stakes for when he comes in each time. Yeah, You exactly. know, like straight yeah, away, exactly. you know, he's bad. He's bad, yeah. He's a bad guy. I'm going to see more of him. He scares me a little bit, so I know it's going to be. And he's be...
1: got the good cigar cutter too, yes. man. Like seriously, most cigar cutters I've seen just, struggle in their crappy pieces. <laughs> yeah, well, he's I used to smoke cigars. He's yeah. a crime boss. Yeah, true. He would oh, have yeah, a good he, one. Yeah, he's, yeah, he probably got it from Nam. Yeah. <laughs> Columbia. <laughs>
0: um so we get to meet that you know Liam Neeson's in love with He's his. A girl. He's a
1: scientist. He's working on fake skin, skin yeah. to um for just, burn victims. Just can't that. get it right. No, no, just can't, can't get, get it, it right. right. Ninety nine minutes for some weird yeah, reason.
0: Yeah, 99's the thing. And then, dude, can I and say then they've
1: got um the little.
0: The little Asian um, assistant. Yeah, the little Asian assi- assistant <laughs> who, knows Marshall, who knows karate. knows
1: <laughs> karate. Like every Asian did at that time. Every Asian did. In You're Asian.
0: The... Do you know karate?
1: Yeah, man. He uh, knew karate. He knew kung fu. He did. He, he had gets... his little Rafiki but moment. That's what I... it looked like. <laughs> A little Rafiki <laughs> moment and then he died.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. But I think... They go through this thing. It shows you really clearly they can't nail this formula for the fake skin. Yep. At the 99-minute mark, there's this moment. Liam Neeson's looking in a microscope seriously, and he's got his little Asian sidekick with his stopwatch. Yep. Time. 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 And he asks for the time, and then he goes back to his microscope. Every time you're looking through the microscope, there's a little clock counting down down the bottom. (laughs) That tells you how long it's been. <laughs> time. 98 minutes. Then he looks in. Oh, yeah, it does say 98 minutes. Yeah, maybe really. it's one of those things. I don't know. How often do you look at your phone and go, what's the time? And you're like, oh, 6.30. Okay. Oh, yeah, uh, watch and, it. Then, <laughs> and then you go back and go, what was the time again? I yeah. can't remember. So maybe it was a bit of that. But <laughs> anyways, he finds out the power goes out just yeah. as he's testing. Yep. He finds out the reason that um, the skin's not been working. It doesn't like the light. It likes the
1: it likes the dark. It likes the dark, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Something that doesn't necessarily pay off ever, ever again. At all. Yeah, at <laughs> all. Ever again. All. I thought we were setting up the stakes that he would only be. This is where I thought the film was going to go from here. Yeah. Is that he would do his justice as Liam Neeson. Yeah. Of an evening. Yeah. And the film would all be set in the dark, including his time with Francis McDormand. Yeah, exactly. And they would have love scenes, as yep. was the way that 90s films always went. Yeah. And then the morning would come one morning and his face would start dissolving in the sunlight. Yeah. And then he'd have yeah. to run It'd away. It'd be like
1: a vampire type thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, same. That's where I thought it was going. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but... That no, never everything's pays Everything's in broad daylight. Like, really, yeah. it's the most... For the movie called Dark Man. there is very it's, little dark in this whole <laughs> damn movie. It's eh?
0: just the warehouse that he sets up a yeah, lab exactly.
1: In. The warehouse, which has this huge, huge Doctor Octopus vibe to it.
0: Sure does, doesn't, doesn't it? Doesn't it ever, hey? It's Even just, the doctors, the surgery scenes yeah. it just reminded me of Spider-Man 2. Yeah, exactly. So it has that much. huge vibe to it. Um, So I, I do love... I think when we get to those movies, we've watched numerous times like the yeah. Spider-Man films we're going to realize how much practice he's had for those films leading up to yeah, them Yeah, exactly.
1: It was like when we were watching um I want to hold your hand and we yeah. saw so much of, you know, back, back to, to the, the future, future in
0: it. Yeah, so good. Um so anyways, we find out that Liam Neeson, he's in love. He's a smart man, yeah. he's successful. He
1: wants her to fall in love. He wants her to marry. Yeah him. She needs to think about it. Yeah, which oh, a be oh, wacky. bitch which um, reach Colin Farrell when you, pff- what the heck? Like, she, How long was that? Not long at all, man. She
0: is like. Because he was disappeared
1: for not very long. Not at all. So he would have been dead, funeral and everything, at the most a month.
0: Yep. And she's already hooked up for comfort. He's been good to me. It's been good. Um. So, anyways, it's Francis been gold bars. Yep. Yeah, she, he, he let her roll on the yeah, gold bars exactly. as well. <laughs> uh- <laughs> 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 That's so weird, man. It's <laughs> so weird. I can't
1: just. I can't get Colin Friell just rolling naked <laughs> on gold bulling gold bars, man. I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's an odd image. It's oh, it's such an odd image, but it, it captures. I think it captures something brilliantly. Oh, I would have loved that villain so much more.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, Princess McDormand has the next day. Oh, we see a moment where Liam Neeson's looking at the paperwork she's looking at. Yep, and he sees that she must be like a lawyer. I don't she's know. She's
1: a lawyer because remember he goes, "Oh, well, it's just some, one, an, an, one less attorney." Yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. He makes another, that it raises that
1: other point. So, one of the, one of the key plot points is she finds. A memo, yes, which says that the Colin Friel gave money to Durant, yes, in a bribe, yes. Now, it raises the point: is on a letterhead, yeah, on a letterhead, who. Puts that on a letterhead. Do you really need paperwork for a bribe? Like, yeah. really? Do you just need paperwork for a bribe? Yeah. Like, and why is this paperwork just popping up everywhere? Just leave it on your desk. Leave it with the thing open. You oh, know, when he finds it later. Uh, all right. She finds it later on the bad guy's desk because he leaves his frigging desk open. Who,
0: here's the question. You're having a lady come over to visit to your office? You've been sleeping
1: together on yeah, gold bars. Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm not going to leave my briefcase open.
1: No, close the briefcase <laughs> or burn the memo. Why do you need to burn the memo? Is there like is there like some tax return people that you know black market tax return that need this memo? You know, like this like Brad Pitt's character from friggin' um, what's that movie where he he investigates for the mob?
0: <laughs> oh man, I'm intrigued. I can't remember. Oh, is it Spy Game?
1: No, not Spy Game. It's the, one of the latest ones with Ray Liotta. Uh, oh,
0: uh, Killing Them Softly. Yeah, Killing Them Softly. Oh, yeah, so that's so his character. Yeah. That guy
1: investigates for the mob. Yeah. So maybe there's someone who does, like, accounting for the mob and comes in and goes, well, do you have that memo? Where's the memo? Where's I the do, memo? How I do I know you just didn't bribe anyone? <laughs> I do, do appreciate
0: <laughs> the fact that the little moment where Neeson puts his coffee cup in the morning down on it yeah. leaves the stain. It's this good moment that... Um, it's like a little moment of intelligence that brings continuity across the film. Yeah. Yeah. So you know it's the memo not by the letterhead but by the coffee ring. Yeah. You exactly, know, it's yeah. like it's like a really clever little moment that you go, "Ah, oh, I love moments where directors show intelligence
1: in those ways." Yeah, exactly. It's just the whole idea of a memo is just really weird and random. Yeah. Like, Maybe you know? it's
0: the time, though. Like, Remember we had that whole, through the Robert Zemeckis season, we were amazed how
1: often faxes turned up. Yeah, true, very true. <laughs> but it's just like you don't send faxes about your crimes, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or even put memos <laughs> together on your crimes. Uh, it just makes no sense at I'm all. I'm
0: going to sit down on my typewriter with my personalised stationery and yeah, write exactly. the fact that today I robbed a bank. Yeah, today, robbed a bank. <laughs> 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 so, Memo. Anyways, the next day, Francis McDon. She can't make a decision on marrying Liam Neeson. Yeah. Needs to think about it. Runs off to work with the memo. Yeah. um, And then, or it runs off to work. Yeah, it leaves the memo at home. Leaves the memo at home. That's right. Liam Neeson goes to work. He's working in his... Um, he, he, he's his lab laboratory. must be in the same house. But that's what confused me, is when Francis McDormand comes to visit him yeah. at his house, which is above a Chinese shop.
1: Yeah. A Chinese food shop. Which obviously the... Asian the Asian assistants family owns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably. At the time, yeah. It's getting through college. And um, there's probably deleted scenes, you know. <laughs> Hello Mr. Duckman, you owe us money. You want one pound? Yeah, you want <laughs> yeah, you owe us money. <laughs> You're so far behind. <laughs> Where's your rent money? Yeah, and then said, I'm getting it, I'm getting it, okay, I'll get it. <laughs> I can't go out in the day. And then then obviously, you know, during the movie, Darkman Man, you know, saves the, the Asian family from the other guy who's trying oh, to bully and yeah, you know, yeah, get yeah. money off him.
0: Free rent for life. Free rent <laughs> for life. Like, you're, you're good, Dark Man. You're good. <laughs> what really shocked me, right? is Francis McDormand walks up to what I think is a random building. Yeah. I think, oh, man, she's going to get some dinner at the Chinese shop. And that's the moment the lab blows up. And I realise his lab is like this professional place above a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, exactly. It's no wonder your skin's not working, brother. It's got, like, sweet and sour
1: pork fumes through it. Yeah, exactly. And she's never hurt. (laughs) No. even though right behind her is a car that's exploded <laughs> like right behind her that car that exploded from the main explosion but she's fine did
0: you did you love though craig the technology wasn't quite there but that transition of francis mcdormand looking in shock as the building's burned? i love the how idea how good was, was it
1: oh man julius watch that and we're like man that's that, cool. That, that, yeah, exactly. That is a cool visual. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I was the same. Those was, are the things where you go, yeah, Ramey, man, you're on the ball. He's bro. got you're some. On the he's, ball.
0: Yeah, same. I was like, oh, goodness, that's gorgeous. It's just a shame that that green screen technology wasn't quite there. Yeah. It has exactly. a little like black outline that you go, ah, but yeah. So, anyways, Neeson's lab's blowing up, Craig. Yeah. He gets shot into the. Water up in the air into the water, and it literally is looking down on the roof. And this sort of superimposed image of Liam Neeson going, Oh, as he's on fire, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Yeah. just to show that he's been burnt and maimed in it, yeah. Um, so he goes, has surgery, yep, breaks out of hospital, yep, finds his trench coat. Off he goes. Finds a warehouse really quickly. Beautiful warehouse too, man. That he's going to set up warehouse. as his
1: lab. With so a beautiful, can... well-maintained cat already in there.
0: Yes. You know and I mean, the Which, cat doesn't like him at first.
1: No. But it doesn't really build any relationship with the cat at all. No. Just <laughs> randomly cat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just random cat. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, I thought I did think there was gonna be a moment where it's like the cat's rubbing up against his leg. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they're friends
1: now. Yeah, or he he's found his the th- cat saves him or something, like yeah. he's tied up and you Or know. the cat
0: gets killed when he know like he walks in, the cat's dead and he's like, Oh, exactly. I'm in trouble. Exactly. So yeah, I think what's really interesting when I think of the character of Dark Man Yeah. He gets lost in the madness so much that he loses himself. Essentially, in the film.
1: Well, yeah, and then that and that that's explained in that exposition piece. Yeah, because they cut off his pain receptors. Yeah, most and and I love the foretelling of it all. A lot of the patients who get their pain, they they become prone to rage and, and madness. The, and madness. Yeah. And they, yeah. Okay. Cool.
0: Yeah, and so there are moments in the film, which is where I draw the parallel with Ghost Rider with Avengers, Oh, Vengeance, yeah, which sure. is that it's almost like. Um,
1: Oh, It, what, do you, it zooms in on his eyeball It does And, and then it, explosions A comet
0: in one of them Another is like a court jester Like going yeah. hey, 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 hey. But it made me think of I can't remember what the film is Maybe it's those moments where she Done well in Kill Bill You know that the music sort of goes Wee-wah, Yeah yeah Wee-wah, exactly yeah Wee-wah. Made me think of that, but this is just done terribly. Oh <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. And they're the wacky moments when you go inside Liam Neeson's mind. Oh, or, or the one outside where he dances
1: in front of the cat. Oh yeah. Oh, you think I'm a clown? And yeah. then he puts a, a, like a funnel on his head. Do I dance like this? Because I'm a dancing clown. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you that, just go, and you just stand there going, "I'm just watching Liam Neeson dance." With a tin man hat on. a tin man <laughs> on. And this is the scariest shit in the whole movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Like oh. So those little moments of madness, I get it. But like, it could be so effective with him killing the cat. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. showing remorse afterwards. Yeah, or exactly. Or
1: just something weird. But it's pure, pure Raimi. It is, isn't it? It is pure it? Raimi. It seriously is. It's just. It's just he, he can't get the beat leading in and leading yes. out of that moment. Oh, so you know what I mean? So that's, and that's where, you know what I mean? Like, you know Burton will, could have yes. done a similar visual, but coming in and out of that moment. And also, Burton cheats because he, he gives you off-kilter moments, but one of his main ingredients isn't the special effects and everything. it's his casting because Johnny Depp yeah. is off kilter. Yes, you know what I mean. So the, the actor provides provides part the, of it. Yes, it, it, it actually comes across as because it's such an important thing. It comes across as um, it comes across as oh yeah, I can see him doing this. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah, totally. Because you see all the movies like that, even Neeson, with um, Michael Keaton.
0: Yeah, it's so true, Craig. Because Neeson feels uncomfortable
1: doing the madness. Yeah, it, it looks it looks wrong on him. Yes. Like they all I think it's coming from you know, it's come from where we are now looking back, it's easy to say. But Neeson looks uncomfortable through the whole film.
0: Yeah, he does, doesn't
1: he? He looks uncomfortable, like especially when he like even when he's dressed up, you know, like when he's normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? It does he and I guess the chemistry once again, Fritz Don isn't crash hot as well. Yeah. But um yeah, he, he seems uncomfortable in this role. He does. He, seems he does. Like a, he seems uncomfortable playing just that scientist who wears sweaters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, there's a scene where he's wearing a bright yellow sweater. I think he's still dressed like he puts his mask on and stuff yep. like that. He yeah, when they go to the carnival. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and man. they're
0: having a date. So she's realized he's still alive. Yeah, exactly. They have a she's date She's
1: very about it. Oh, you're alive. Oh, that's great. You know yep. what I mean? Let me just tell you, I'm still banging another guy. You know, it's yeah. more of a comfort <laughs> thing. But I'm glad you're alive. Yep. You know, let's not, you know, try rebuild let's your life. Start again.
0: Let's start. again. Let's go again. on some dates. Let's, let's go to the let's carnival. carnival. Let's
1: go to the carnival. Let's not go. Let's not go go, let's go, get, go down the town hall and I'm tell I'm them that you're actually still alive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's, let's go to the carnival. You know, <laughs> 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 let's not try and get a refund on that fucking on our marble tombstone. Let's go back to <laughs> let's go to the carnival. Let's go
0: to carnival. Oh man, the the carnival scene too is like. They're happy. Yep. They're doing rides together. Yeah. And then he's like, I gotta run. And she's like, Don't leave. Oh, I've got to go have some treatment in the hospital. Yeah. I wanna be a part of that with you. Oh no, it's not good for you to be a yeah, part I of I don't want you it. to see it. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't want you to see how hideous I am.
1: You know, in this yeah, weird exactly. sort of and, and how and I've never seen such a weirder pink elephant scene.
0: Oh, that where he... I want s- a pink elephant. Oh, man. And
1: he's, oh, he's really lost his American accent there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give me a fucking pink elephant, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just
0: <laughs> Any time the rage gets him, he's like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah, Hull. exactly. Well, oh, now I say that out loud. If we're going yeah. in the 30s sort of universal monsters, that would be a primary yeah, very true. piece of the puzzle, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, very true, man. And again, that sort of goes, oh... That makes more sense to me as well. Why is that descent into madness? Because that was what they described Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde does. He gets angry and descends into madness. Um, But where I really wanted to go, and we've done a nice little roundabout to get there, is I'm throwing it out there. If they didn't try already... Now, they didn't announce a few directors for this dark universe that they were building. Yeah. There was an Invisible Man film to come. Bride of Frankenstein, I think, Bill Condon was going to direct. Um, Johnny
1: Depp is Invisible Man, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, man. So I remember the picture. I remember the... the yeah, Javier Bardem, Bardem was yes, in there. Russell Crowe. Russell Crow, Crow, Tom Cruise, yeah, man. Yeah, totally. Imagine Tom Cruise. I mean, because it was Russell Crowe as uh, Dr. Jekyll.
0: Yeah. Have you seen the the Mummy film yeah, with Tom I Cruise? I liked it. We enjoyed it, too. Very, yeah. I... Even um, Tom the, Cruise bias. Tom Cruise, he's so good. I Cruise. love him. I love you, too. Um maybe we need dad. an offshoot which is just the Tom Cruise podcast. Oh, oh I, could I could just sit and talk <laughs> about Tom all day. There's a great um there's I'd a jump g- on the couch for him. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we do we all would. We all would, yeah. We exactly. all would. Um, you know. I'd go for a zuba. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I'm throwing out there, Craig, is if Universal wants to reboot their Monster series Yeah Sam Raimi's the man Yeah I think so Tap think him now While he's not working on stuff Yep Tap him before he gets into Evil Dead 4 again Because yeah. like In honesty I'm, I'm quite looking forward to watching Army of Darkness For next week's episode So that we're sort of Out of that season Yeah And moving on to the next phase um, But Raimi Overseeing A You know Invisible man The wolf man A Dracula film
1: Yeah Wouldn't you love it? Oh man I think it would be brilliant I think it would be brilliant I think he could bring so much to the And I think it's It's such a smart Concept Yeah It just Once again They just didn't You know They they just Didn't push it in Well enough You know what I mean I think Um,
0: kicking off it With a director Like Alex Kurtzman mm. In his first Directorial film Yeah
1: exactly Well but like They had Dracula Oh
0: that wasn't part of it, was though. it? No, the the mummy was the first step of the dark universe, and it all crumbled after. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, and like I love Russell Crowe in that film so much. No, oh, man, I love them both in that film. Um, so listen, anyone, anyone from Universal listening, I don't even need a kickback on that. Just make it happen. Just that make it a happen. payment for me. Yeah, just make it, it happen. I want Sam Raimi to, to, the to do the Invisible, hundred percent. Let's yeah. just talk to the man. Yeah, just talk to the man. Just say, hey, yo. I know you're listening. Yeah, I know. We Sam's love listening. you, Michael. We love you, Michael. <laughs> oh, here's Michael, yeah. Yeah, Michael. Michael was a paramount. Oh, fudge. <laughs> Look at you controlling your language on drugs. I dreads. know,
1: fudge, I know. I'm pretty good, pretty good. Go yeah, you. Yeah, I, I did <laughs> I'm have... I'm a
0: big boy today. <laughs> I'm looking through my notes right now and there's a note here. Why are bad guys always so sloppy? Colin Freel leaving his briefcase open to I show know, off his incriminating just, it, evidence. It's just
1: frustrating, these bloody <laughs> these bad guys. Um, but he, he, that's probably the Aussie in him. He's... Pretty much just laid eh. back. He cracks because he beer does seem pretty laid be... back. He <laughs> is pretty laid <laughs> back about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. It's a bribe. <laughs> you hear him saying? He goes, "Yeah, yeah." He just needed to keep his Aussie accent, and yeah. he lets it go. Yeah, he does. It's, <laughs> a, bribe. Like, it's a bribe. It's you a bribe. You'll be
0: on your way. You're I guess our time's done. You're happy you. with
1: it, aren't you? You're not really upset, are you?
0: <laughs> nah. You're we not good?
1: Upset. Are we yeah, good? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. That's <laughs> so good. Oh, I'll, I'll look! I think he really came into his own as a villain at the end when he's jumping around on the on the construction
0: site. Yeah, exactly. Let's let's go there. So we've got to the end. He takes Francis McDormand's character Julie um, hostage. Yep. Um, hoping to get Darkman to come. Yep. Vintage villain. Yeah. I'm def- going to draw him out with a bit of bait. Yeah. What yep, better exactly. bait than the bait he likes to taste of most? Um, and so they end up. On top of, you find he's in construction.
1: Yep, his dad was in construction and he'd been working on these all his life and just, and so he, he's just jumping around, which is a good bit of writing. Yeah. Like it actually brings, because sometimes you watch these CEOs fight the superhero yep. and you go, you're just a businessman. How do you? How can you keep it even? You yeah. Know I mean? How can this be an even fight? But because he's had this career as yeah balancing on these beams and stuff like that, it throws Darkman at a disadvantage, yeah. which
0: is good. And he knows the tools, so suddenly he's got that pop ribbon. Oh, he doesn't gun that know he's it that shooting. Well, man,
1: because he can't shoot for shit. Yeah, they are going everywhere, They are aren't going they? everywhere except the Dark Man.
0: Yeah, except <laughs> that one that goes in Dark Man's hand. Oh, yeah,
1: exactly, which is a fluke. <laughs> <laughs> which moves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's at the top of his hand, then suddenly it's in the middle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there is that moment where Dark Man gets free by ripping his hand through. It's awesome. I did love that camera move when he swings on the. Um, on the sort of the wire thing, yeah, and he does the kick in the Colin Friels, and the camera follows him around yeah. the around the fall. So good. Um, again, those sort of movements, like James Wan and Lee, yeah, Lee Winnell love yeah, those yeah. moments in, in their films later on. Now, I probably, I'd say James Wan is probably influenced by Sam Oh, Ramey incredibly,
1: quite a lot. yeah, I think so incredibly because there's a bit of wackiness. In yeah, too. there is, yeah. isn't
0: there, for both he and Winnell. Now, Craig, let's rewind a little bit. And talk about the moment that um, Darkman has is getting chased. Gets on the roof of the building.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah! At him.
0: Yeah, yeah. The helicopter's taking off. Yeah, and he climbs into the helicopter to fight them.
1: Yep, and then um, as Liam Neeson. (laughs) Yep, and then suddenly gets his face all the all these. Where did he pull that face from? I don't know. He pulls them from everywhere. Remember, they find a whole bunch of them in there.
0: Because it's like one minute he's Dark Man with all the bandages. Yep. Fighting, trying to escape. Because I think she's come to his. The physics of it is a bit off. And then suddenly he's on a rooftop with a new face on, looking like Liam Neeson. Skinny, there is some cool, skinny Liam Neeson. Not, yeah.
1: not a person who has a whole ray of bandages underneath. underneath he's, yeah. yep.
0: And he's like fighting, trying to get to Durant. Yeah, trying to stop him. Yeah, fighting, fighting, fighting. And grows, then ends up on the. Uh, he thought There's like a a wire attached to the bottom of the. Um,
1: oh yeah, chain. Yeah, the, the helicopter. Yeah, can I tell you, that is actually Liam Neeson. Oh really? That's good practical effects, man. That and then is the cool. that weird police helicopter shows up beside her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So Liam Neeson is afraid of heights. Oh, awesome! And Sam Raimi put him on that rope. He can I be afraid. Of
1: he's so the, tall.
0: <laughs> he is so tall. Maybe he's fallen over once. I just realized where, that's there's terrifying. There's a scene where he's
1: showing her off, like into a cab. Yeah. And he's like, he's crouched, and he's still taller than the cab. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, man.
0: You are a big. Fella. You're a big dude, man. Yeah, You're yeah, a big bro. Yeah. I gotta say, I do love the parallel between Phantom of the Opera and Dark Man. Within the warehouse. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. it's so you can see it so much, and I actually think those moments in the warehouse, especially when they come to attack Darkman in the warehouse. Yeah. Are the moments where I feel Neeson is
1: really nailing Darkman? Yeah, because he's that's the thing with Neeson plays the action hero well. Yeah. Doesn't pay the doesn't play the love interest well. the love interest scientist yeah. very well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree, Craig. So, there's some really good, like, when you think about it, rami has got a bigger budget. Yeah. Like, a much bigger budget. Um, like, when they're
1: jumping on the trucks and all that yeah, stuff. and the
0: scale of the film
1: yeah, is man.
0: massive. Like,
1: that would have been hardcore, you know, because you're doing explosions on freeways, yep. you're closing off freeways. Yeah. That's a lot of money in those scenes, man. I think... The film
0: really does shift once they start when they find out who he is. Yeah, and they cut start chasing Darkman. Yeah, um, it shifts from being a TV movie into an action film. Yeah, exactly. It start, like, He
1: starts wearing his budget on yeah, the screen. Yeah,
0: and and so it transitions into like almost we could be watching Die Hard. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's we've shifted into that, and the I think this is where the film really takes. Takes the moments, which is probably the film that I remembered, which is this cool action film of this disfigured man.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's where I remember it. I remember it as this uh, type of action film, just not the wackiness. Yeah, that's
0: exactly right. So my memory is probably more in line with what the films of the day were.
1: Yeah. Just not the pink elephant. Oh, the, yeah, the pink elephant stuff, which again, which just reminds me of put the bunny back in the box. Oh, does it? <laughs> <laughs> just like pink elephant bunnies.
0: Oh, I just keep thinking of Nick Cave on the uh, no, Nick Cage on the back of a of a Harley Davidson, like doing his little wow, freaking yeah. out. It just makes you think like, and Nicholas Cage would have been perfect for Dark oh, Man.
1: Oh, beautiful. Seriously that uh, Nick Cage at his best would be my dream casting for
0: this. For <laughs> yeah. This, for this exactly. Movie. He would be great yep. in it. Um so I don't know. Do you reckon there's you got much more to say about this film, Craig?
1: <sighs> Not really, man. It's I oh, look, it's um it's an interesting film. Um I think it has has a lot of potential. Yeah. Um I think it's funny. It's I think it's a good storyline. It's like it's yep. a basic storyline for that yeah. time. You know what I mean? Like yep. we've seen a lot like this. Um But yeah, it's just I do love in it. I I would like to see Raimi do it now.
0: Yeah. He has been asked a few times over the years if he'd revisit.
1: I'd like to see him do it now. I think um, he, he, he could bring to it a lot.
0: Yeah. I think if I look at the film as a whole I don't know if I enjoy the film as a whole because the madness scenes are so jarring to the tone. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, in Evil Dead 2, they're not as jarring. Cause no, it's sort exactly. Of, yeah, because you, you think like a, it's,
1: that's part of the demons because the demons, are they, they're crazy, but they're also mischievous.
0: Yeah, you know, as well. yeah. But I, what I love about the film and what I think this is a crucial part of Raimi's journey, um, like, I don't think Darkman's a throwaway. You know, like sometimes there's films in a director's filmography that you go, ah, you put that to the side. Don't worry about yeah. that. I think he does a lot of growing. This is really important because he's learning scale.
1: I think we're growing through this whole portion yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this, once again, I don't think this is Raimi at his peak, not for a long no, time. No, not yet. Um, But, yeah, this is Raimi definitely growing. Yeah. Definitely growing. A lot of talent in it. A yes. A lot of talent. He's, in he's managing talent. Yeah. I think he's working with
0: Universal have opened a door for him that yep. he I don't think he ha- would have stepped into just yet. So, you know, working with Elfman, Elfman at the time is, he's... Oh, peak. W- peak, you yeah. know, like the 90s is Elfman really doing his iconic work. Um, and so, and I'm pretty sure Elfman works with him again for the Spider-Man films. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like he's really starting to work with talent. Yeah, exactly. And I think the editing debacle at the end of this film is probably really crucial because it shows that Raimi being allowed to oversee editing is a positive as opposed to a negative. Yeah, very true. So he gets some power back probably with this film. Yeah. Yeah making money helps. Uh, <laughs> and so I think there's a lot of growth that Raimi does in this film. It's an important sort of ramp up in quality.
1: Yeah, there is. It is a, It is obviously a ramp up in quality. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So I
0: think Darkman is a, a very important part of his, of, of his career. Yeah, career. definitely. Definitely. I just remembered a part of the film <laughs> that oh, is God. wild <laughs> when <laughs> Ted Raimi is pushed up through the manhole cover. Oh,
1: oh, <laughs> hell yes. Hell yes. Tell us about a Craig. Oh, so Darkman gets, so T- Ted Raimi, he obviously is the, the villain's sidekick. Yeah. And he kills the Asian assistant and it uh, cuts his hand off for the guy as well. Yep. And so Darkman gets him and he brought him under, under the sewer pops him up out of a manhole onto a freeway and all these cars are coming by in pure Ramey fashion you know sped up yes Ted Ramey's eyes are popping out he's hamming it up he's hamming it up huge man and basically yeah and then I tell that a truck's wheel hits him yeah wheel hits him man hardcore it awesome it's really well made. Oh, it's an the awesome scene, scene. is really Love well it. made. Loves it. Can't <laughs> believe it I forgot it. Uh, yeah.
0: It was right. Uh, thanks for my notes. Uh, good on your notes. Um, <laughs> one other note I just saw is back when we go right down to the start. I'll, I'll be really upset if we don't talk about it. that moment where they're frisking people before the deal goes down right at the start of the film and they're putting all the weapons of the opposition out. (laughs) like giant (laughs) red nunchucks. Yes.
1: The guy coming. Remember the whole bunch of guys come out, and there's one guy with nunchucks. Everyone's got guns, and then suddenly there's one guy with nunchucks, and then you realise there's a guy on the other side who must have a nunchuck too because this was at a time where you had to bring a guy with nunchucks. (laughs) Um, I
0: love the idea of this guy like going, all right, honey, heading to work. Did you pack your nunchucks? Of course, darling. No, no, no. I'm just going to use the gun today. I think this one's a pretty (laughs) important one. No, no, you've been training for months. Get the nunchucks. Get the nunchucks. You know, they're (laughs) great. All right, cool. He gets in the car and the nunchucks are on the front seat with a little
1: note. I thought you'd
0: forget these.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or just the boss gun. we didn't hire you for your gun skills, mate. Nunchucks. Get your nunchucks. Get your nunchucks. <laughs> Get your, <laughs> nun- your ass back inside. Grab those freaking nunchucks. <laughs> no, I no, no, no! I no. could use a knife. The red ones. The red ones. <laughs> okay, this is a freaking hard day. Red ones, man. Red ones. We, we all gotta know make they're an faster. Impression. They're faster nunchucks. <laughs> faster nunchucks. Uh, see, there's one in every gang. There's a nunchuck dude in every gang. In every every gang. gang. Every
0: gang needs a nunchucker. Every every gang needs a nunchucker. <laughs> So good. Craig, I heard a rumour. I heard a rumour. That you have prepared something special for our listeners this week.
1: I have. I have for you the death of an extra. Oh, so good. Death of an extra. (laughs) (laughs) See? See, I can write music too, Jeff. I love your theme song. (laughs) I love your theme song, Craig. Uh (laughs) All right. So I've, I've decided, well, part of Death and Extra is it's where it used to be, obviously, about people who pop up in a lot of the films. Yeah. Now I'm really just pick, grabbing people who have had such good careers as these extras. Yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just shine a shining time a, for it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, just shining a bit of a light on them, you know what I mean? Because you don't... Love it. Um, you see these faces and you go, man, I know they do from something. Yeah. I know they do. And it's good to actually get in a bit more involved in it. So we're talking tonight, the mad villain... The Drant, his name is Larry Drake. Oh, so good. He's yep. got a terrible bowl cut in this. Oh, horrible bowl cut. It's very common with his career. You know, he's always had that that crazy. So born 1950 in Oklahoma, he was born Lawrence Richard Drake. So yeah. Larry Dick Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Larry died in um, 2016. But he's oh. no, known mainly for his villains. Yes. He won back-to-back Emmy awards. What? Yeah, man, for playing the mentally challenged office assistant Benny Storitz on LA Law.
0: Wow, my mum used to watch that show. Yeah, man, All if the you time.
1: ask her, I bet you you ask her about Benny. He was only meant to show up in one episode. And they loved him so much, he just stayed on L.A. Law. Wow. And won back-to-back Emmys, man. That's pretty hardcore, you That's know what I mean? That's crazy town, Craig. It, he played it so well, he said, he, he actually started to get upset because everyone approached him like he was actually special. Oh. He goes, well, he didn't get upset. He goes, I actually take it as a compliment. He goes, yeah. but people needed to realize that, no, that wasn't actually me. I was acting. I was doing a thing called acting. <laughs> uh, played in, played a villain in plenty of films, obviously, Dark Man. Darkman 2, The Return of Durant. Yeah. Darkman, the 30-minute unaired TV pilot in 92. So he was playing Durant again. Yep. Um, He tells the story of his audition for Darkman. Oh. So um, he went in. He never prepared for it. He keeps saying, this is so bad to do. This is so bad to do. Because when they're asking him in this interview, at the time, he's actually um, a drama teacher. And yeah, so I guess he doesn't want his students to do the <laughs> same. He goes, no, you never do it. But yeah, he didn't actually prepare. And so when he showed up, Sam Raimi told him, he said, let's act out the scene where you confront yourself in the revolving door. You know that oh, scene where yeah, they confront that scene you? was awesome. So that was, his, that was his audition scene. Wow. Yeah, I know, pretty cool, eh? And when they came to shooting... He that was one of the scenes that he, he put the most work into, yeah. Wow! So, if you look at it, the ties are a little bit different. Yep. Um, they also made the voices a bit different. So, he said, I wanted to make my voice different, and even afterwards, Raimi changed the octave on his voice. Wow, of one of the characters just a little so bit. So, you could spot the difference. I know it's crazy, isn't it? Um, played Yahoo number one in Karate Kid. Oh, <laughs> played. A character only known on IMDb as Fat Bastard in 2008 film called Pathology. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all that IMDb put him that's down as. because he ate all the pies, fat bastard. Imagine putting that on your <laughs> tax invoice. <laughs> I mean, on your taxes that year. Get some yeah, royalties. Yeah, like, Get me some money. of those Fat, fat Bastard royalties. royalties. <laughs> um, scariest as I know him, and this is how I knew him from, was um, a horror movie called, a slasher film called Dr. Giggles.
0: Oh, you did mention this man. Yeah, man, he is a
1: psycho wannabe doctor and a cult favorite. Awesome tagline, a new prescription for terror. Oh great. This movie used to freak me out because I remember in one scene, um, he actually does surgery on someone who's still awake. Oh, golly. Oh yeah. So he plays and then and then another scene where so, um, his father is a doctor. This is in Doctor Giggles. His father is a doctor and um his mother comedian? And his son, no, he's, oh. he's his his mum died. And so what the father and the son do is they start attacking patients trying to steal their hearts to to, to revive Whoa. the mother. And then the police come and they arrest everyone and blah blah blah. And they find the mum's body, but they don't they find they don't they find the dad dead, but they can't find the son. And then in one scene you find out that the son was actually hidden inside his mum's body, what? so the dad sewed him up inside his mum's no. body, and he cuts himself out in oh, one Oh golly! And then it fast forwards like twenty years, and then he comes back to town and starts haunting the kids of the kids, you know that type of thing. They're very Freddy Kruegerish. I know, man. I remember this shit. That's freak- disturbing. Yeah, did heaps of um voice, voice work. Star Wars games, man. Really? Uh, yep. The Force Unleashed. Um, oh, yep. Did voice work for Johnny Bravo, Justice League. I love
0: Johnny Bravo. Yeah,
1: man. Yeah, this he's done heaps of that type of stuff. His friend, Charles Edward Pogue, who wrote The Fly, Dragonheart, and Cold the Conqueror... Wow! ...recalls him as being one of a kind. Far different from roles in which he was cast, he was very well-learned, well-read, and intellectual. He said he had a great wit and a storyteller and was often the last to leave a party, so he was the pain-in-the-ass friend, in my <laughs> opinion... Uh, gra- <laughs> me yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah I'm the first to leave a party man <laughs> even my own party I'll be the first to leave it um, pretty much he says of acting as an actor what I can do is tell the truth at least I hope I can tell the truth a dramatic truth but still an honest portrayal he died at the age of 66. Oh, rest in peace. Yeah, Larry Drake, man. Good character actor. Love it. Great love effort
0: it. on the death of an extra today, Mate, Craig. Death of, I love it. You I love bring
1: it. Bring it. Bringing it down. <laughs> bringing it <laughs> I down. I love
0: it. I love it. So, Craig, overall,
1: Dark man what do you think? It was all right. All right? Yeah, it was all right. Wasn't, wasn't great. great. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. A lot of potential. I'd like to see the mythology they built around it.
0: Yeah, me too. I would really like... I'd love to know... I feel like there were bits that I missed.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I feel like there could have been more in a lot of it. Same. Same.
0: Yeah. I think this is a film, like I said before, really crucial to Raimi. Yep. He needed a studio film to grow in. Yep. And to broaden and to build himself. his contacts, yeah. you know,
1: to, to cut his teeth on. Yeah.
0: Yep. And so this is it. Yeah. Is it his greatest film? <laughs> no, it's not. No, no, it's not. You know, is it better than his worst film?
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, easily. it is. So, easily. Craig,
0: it has come to that time of the episode where we look at our rankings. <laughs> the uh, Cineful Studio whiteboard is filled out by yourself today. I love You were very me. helpful.
1: I'm an admin man.
0: Um, currently... This, the table stands at this. Both Craig and I have Evil Dead 2 at our first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evil Dead 1 is at 2. And Craig has currently got on his listing Crime Wave at number 19, <laughs> which, which there's 14 films in <laughs> Sam Raimi's uh, filmography. And for me, Crime Wave is at number 3. Um. So, Craig, where are you feeling Dark Man will sit on this table for you easy three yeah I'm I'm agreeing with you I think um, I don't know why you just put Chrome Wave at the end Jeff I'll cry. I'm just gonna keep moving it down. <laughs> yeah. I just you're yeah. just gonna keep moving uh, it down. Luke. We're
1: gonna have to wipe it out again and put it down <laughs> in another line,
0: wipe it out and put it I down another line. Just put it at number fourteen. Just in put it down the marker.
1: In, yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> fucking tattoo it. Luke, I don't know what I'm gonna get going forward. Um You never know. You might I, run into a film that just annoys it
0: crap I might, out of your head.
1: I don't know what I'm just show. trying to think. You're thinking I'm just trying to think of a movie that's gonna be as bad. I don't think you think of Army of Darkness? Uh, I don't know what Army
0: of Darkness is going to be like. That's a comedy. So In my memory, but fuck, my memory of Darkman was very different either. Yeah, so, I don't yeah. know. People tell me Army of Darkness is great. Oh, so, it's, it's a good um, from memory. So from from what people have told me, I don't think Crime Wave is going to outdo it. The only one that could be is I don't know how I'm going to feel about Drag Me to Hell, um, but Drag Me to Hell, by all accounts, he should be still peak raimi in his skill set. From so then I should be able to appreciate the film for what it is as opposed to what it's not.
1: From memory, Drag Me to Hell is a very comfortable Raimi. Good. Very comfortable. Well, like, this is his – Drag Me to Hell is his first revisit back to horror in a long time. Okay. I am I
0: think I think after Army of Darkness, I'm going to be excited to get to Drag Me to Hell so I yeah, can yeah, get yeah. back yeah. to that world. Mm. And it's really interesting because Sam Raimi, I saw in an interview with him, says – that he actually didn't enjoy horror films. Yeah. And it wasn't until he started making them that he realised how fun and adventurous it is to make the film that he started enjoying horror
1: films. But his go-to films are not horror films. Yeah. exactly. all the same with Peter Jackson, Steven Spielberg. You know, all all the best ones, man, they start in horror because it's just... It's a genre where you can just show so much talent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a, a rom com, in it. A rom-com and stuff like that. You just really could just sit the camera there and, you know. By the kissing. numbers. By the numbers, yeah. But a horror film, you can actually be innovative in the horror films and that's where you find the innovation.
0: Yes, yeah, so good. Craig, do you reckon at any point this season we're going to deviate from each other in our feelings about films? Oh, hell yes.
1: You hell think yes. so? Oh, you know my Kevin Costner love. Oh, no, I am concerned. <laughs> <laughs> you know my Kevin Costner love. <laughs> I am concerned at some point.
0: I'm going to be like, surely, Craig, no. and I'll be like,
1: no, Kevin.
0: I, I'm really <laughs> I'm interested because at this stage, like, I don't think Kevin. we've had a season where both of us have been on the same
1: page. No. Like four no. films in. No, I don't think it should. <laughs> so, um, So
0: I'm just interested in that. Now, Craig, next week. I forgot. We are talking oh, yeah. Army, we of Darkness. Are Army of Darkness. It's our last adventure into the evil dead world. Yep. I'm really excited. We've got a guest coming up, not next week, but in a couple episodes. Oh, I'm yeah. really excited for our special guest. I'm very excited. excited. <laughs> I'm very
1: excited. I'm actually shitting myself.
0: Are you? No. I'm hoping that. We had a
1: conversation the other day and he's like, oh, you know, I was like, just beat yourself. Uh, should we let the cat out of the bag? Yeah, go on. Well, we're really excited because our
0: first guest of this season, not for the Army <laughs> of Darkness episode, um, but not far
1: after it. Yeah, we're not going to say the episode just in case scheduling stuff's up. Yeah, yeah. But he's coming
0: in. He's coming in. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Cranky. John Buff, Buff
1: Gillian. John the Buff Gillian. <laughs> John the Buff Gillian, yes. So my brother will be coming on. Um, this is the guy who... Pretty much brought me into films. Um, yes. Him and dad. Um, we basically he used to in this weird, weird, total different culture back then. He used to take me into the city um, and we'd go watch these movies. Yeah, and we would be. I'm sure John would be like twelve, and I'd whoa, and I'd be like eight. Probably even less catching a train, catching buses into the city. Just him and I. Watching these movies, man. Watching like these horrible movies sometimes, you know. And it was yeah, and John John and I and we still to this day just talk shit about movies. Poor Jeff gets caught up in some of the um <laughs> the no, messenger. No, I love messenger being things part of it. Just talk um, about. John called me up the other day. We called I called him up the other day because him and I were crying about um About, like, literally crying about um, certain scenes out of Avengers Endgame. (laughs) Because I've been watching Avengers Endgame um, audience reactions, yeah, and there are scenes where I just literally cry. So
0: good. I can't wait to have John on. I'm really excited. I'm hoping for a few tales from the past.
1: Oh, if you think I've got a bad (laughs) scene, humour, Johnny, um, boy, Johnny manages a, a pub. (laughs) <laughs> nice!
0: I'm so excited. I I love John. Um, I love his passion for anything that he, he enjoys. John's
1: hard on his sleeve. Typical.
0: Yeah. And we just can't wait to have you on here, John. So, people, get excited. It's gonna be a good one. <laughs> oh, yeah, good. yeah, yeah.
1: But don't don't overdo it. It's not gonna be. Don't don't put too much panic on it. It's like. Oh, a... look, John. No pressure, brother. No pressure. We're brother.
0: just here. It's gonna be basically three idiots chatting about a movie they watched. Awesome. And at this rate, it's going to be a movie that
1: I love. Ooh. So I can't wait to talk it. But where can people find us, Craig? You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram ff- at FFTL Podcast. Yep. Or you can go on to Facebook, yes. the Facebook, yep. and find us at FFTL Podcast. Yep. Um, and go to our website, podcast.com.
0: I love it. Shoot us an email as well.
1: Shoot us an email. Interact with us in the comments. We love chatting yeah. back. us back in the comments. Chuck us a review. Yep. Chuck us a some form of love. Did you see someone randomly shared um, like a... They're raising money for a, a movie?
0: Yeah, I did see that. Did it's like Attack at? of the Cat People. Yeah, and it's like... Um, Attack of the Killer Cat
1: People. Yeah, the Killer Cat People, and it's homage to Universal Monsters. Yeah, and stuff
0: like that. yeah. check that out on yeah, our Facebook check it out page, on people. Facebook.
1: Sorry, guys, I didn't read too much into it. My apologies. I,
0: I believe Sarah shared it with us, Yes, if yes, my she memory serves me right. Yep. So um, thanks for listening, Sarah. Check it out, people!
1: Check it out. Jump on. Find her um, on our Facebook page. Yeah, just go look at our Facebook page, and they're just trying to raise money. So yeah,
0: support support independent filmmakers. Yeah, guys. always
1: support independent because f- this is where Raimi came from. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know what I mean? hundred percent. Uh, just yeah, and if it's Attack of the Cat People, then it's most likely a horror film. Yeah, and this is where the best ones come from. Yeah, so support
0: that. Listen, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Keep sharing us around. Some people did some wonderful sharing this week. Like, I just love, I kept getting, I get the notifications on my phone all the time. And it's like, someone from the States shared us. Someone from England shared I know. It's, it's just like, awesome. it's just wonderful. So keep doing that. Spread the love. Let's get people listening to this yeah, stuff.
1: Spread the love and also give love, man. Just talk yeah. to us. I'm not saying get on our Patreon. We don't have one.
0: <laughs> just, but we could. Good. No, just get in. <laughs> talk to us. Talk to we, us. Talk to us. We love talking. Thanks also to those who were giving um, mini episode suggestions. Yeah, man.
1: Where We've got w- heaps of mini episodes, man. Just got to bust out
0: we're really looking forward to it. We're going to do a couple mini episodes for between seasons. So oh, yeah. send us your suggestions, a director you want us to look at.
1: Yep. Or a movie you or want us to look at. The Cube. The Cube has been recommended. Yep. Still haven't seen it. So I haven't thought...
0: seen it either, Craig. So yeah. maybe it's worth adventure.
1: Maybe it is worth adventure.
0: So hit us up. We want to hear from you. So Craig, next week, Army of Darkness. I'm really excited to, to get into it, to see the final installment of the, uh, Evil Dead trilogy. Yeah, true. I'm really excited, not because I haven't enjoyed it, but I'm really excited to get to this next phase of films beyond that. Yeah, Nowhere. and this is
1: such a funny film. Is it from memory, man? It's uh, I remember still watching it when I was younger and going, "Wow, this is very different from Evil Dead 2.
0: Can Kathy Lee cop it?
1: No. Okay, just a hallmark.
0: Just checking
1: it. My wife couldn't cop it. My wife, just uh,
0: Army of Darkness, she couldn't watch it.
1: I don't know. See, the see, Dark Man has totally thrown my memory. Yeah. The Dark okay. Man has made me feel old. So I'm not sure. She's from memory, it's board. just goofy. Okay. You know what I mean? It's goofy. Obviously, it's still, you got demons and stuff in it. Yeah. But from memory, it's goofy as hell. Like, I can't I'm talking, wait. yeah, hardcore goofy. So um, she could, I reckon, go for it.
0: I reckon she wants to get involved. She's get her involved, she's been man. Itching just so to watch I can hear films. the
1: stories. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, I will. Done, I will. Sorted. We're gonna do it. So, guys, from all of us here, from first to last, we love having you on board. Yeah. And we are so grateful that you're listening each week. Keep it coming. We love it. So, from all of us here, from first to last, I'm Jeff Reed. I'm Craig Killian. Catch you next week. Bye.